0: Glenn Clark Radio, if I can figure out how my headphones work. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Griffin. Busy show. Lots to do. We're kind of all over the place today. A little bit of everything. A few minutes, we're going to catch up with Navy fullback Dabo Fafana. They had a huge win over UCF on Saturday. He's ran for over 100 yards in each of his last two games. He's been awesome. Next up is Army. We got to see the uniforms. They are dope, very cool, recognizing the connection between the Naval Academy and the space program. I dig it. We'll talk to Daba Fafana about all of that. Also coming up this morning, it's Tuesday, so we'll have our Tuesday regulars, Patrick Stevens, of course, the Washington Post. We'll talk some college hoops with him. Big one tonight, Towson, Coppin, State. Both those teams have played really well to start the season. Of course, Maryland, now ranked in the top 25. We'll talk to him about all of that. Talk some uh, waiver wire Wednesday and a little fantasy football with our guy Joe Serpico. Really glad I didn't put in. I put in for Kadarius Tony instead of Christian Watson last week. Really good decision. I guess we got to talk about Demarcus Robinson. Maybe even talk about whatever a Trenton Irwin is do all that with Joe Serpico a little bit later on, and this morning we will also catch up with um, Dan Wilcox, our old friend, former Ravens tight end, and now, of course, with the Believe in Ravens podcast, we'll discuss eh, eh, a so-so uninspiring but significant victory over the Panthers on Sunday. Hey, I don't know if you guys took advantage of the little preview window that we got for sports betting yesterday. Your pal GC sorted. Uh, netted up about $180, I think is wow. how the day went for me. I mean, I was active. I was having fun with it the first day. Felt like I was cheating a little bit because it's not, it's not actually legal yet. It was a good day. I mean, other than the fact that the U.S. finished in a draw and I would have preferred that they win – But as I told you, and this is why you should be following Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, on social media, I said the play was to parlay under two and a half goals with the double chance of a USA win or draw. Those things came through. Now, I was hoping, admittedly, after the Gareth Bale penalty kick, I was looking down at the app to see if I could get a pretty good cash-out offer Not because I was afraid, but because I wanted to be able to be unabashed in in rooting for the U.S. to score another goal. I didn't want to feel conflicted about rooting for the U.S. to score another goal because I do not want to be like, well, yeah, but then it ruins my parlay. No, I wanted to be able to root like hell for there to be a USA victory. So I kept looking down at the app like, come on, man, give me a good cash-out offer. And they were giving me crap cash-out offers. So I I won. But obviously, it was a muted celebration because it didn't involve a U.S. victory. However, I still made my money. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And you've got one day. Right now, you go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. This is your last chance. You can get so many tremendous sign-up offers from Caesars, DraftKings, BetMGM, FanDuel. But you have to do it today because these are pre-registration bonuses, and when everything goes live tomorrow, they gone. Pressboxonline.com/slash/offers. 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 Two hundred plus two hundred plus one hundred plus up to fifteen hundred dollars from Caesars. I know I know how math works. Mr. Radcliffe taught me so well at Perry Hall High School. That would be up to $2,000 in sign-up bonuses. I need you right now to go to pressboxonline.com slash offers and take advantage of it or else you are a big stupid. Pressboxonline.com slash offers, again, is the website. Um, yeah, a bummer. Look, if you had told me 24 hours ago the U.S. is going to finish in a 1-1 draw with Wales I probably would have said cool I'll take that I mean it's not exciting but I'll take it given the potential outcomes that one would be fine after the first 45 minutes it's extraordinarily disappointing for 45 minutes the U.S. dominated Wales and then for 45 minutes they got their asses kicked They got their asses handed to him. An utterly unnecessary foul that set up the the penalty kick that got it back to level. There's no reason to commit that foul. It could have been obviously much worse. Matt Turner made an exceptional save, obviously. And then, of course, in the closing seconds, he nearly tried to F it all up. By coming, what seemed about 150 yards off his line, I didn't measure it directly, but it felt like it was about 150 yards. Thankfully, Kellen Acosta was there to uh, foul Gareth Bale. By the way, one of the dumb things about soccer is that that you can just do that, right? Like it, it, it's almost a, it's not, but it's like almost akin. To the idea of tripping someone. like You remember Joe Flacco at the end of the Super Bowl was like, hey, if he breaks this, let's yeah. just run off the sideline and trip him. Of course, in football, you would just award the touchdown. Whereas in soccer, you're just sort of like, eh, it's a foul. Eh, nothing we can do about it. We'll give him a yellow. End of the match. Not a big deal. It's just a foul. It's kind of a dumb thing. Um, extraordinarily disappointing second half. E- extraordinarily pleasing first half extraordinarily disappointing second half for U.S. soccer. I mean, just horrendous. At an opportunity where they had an opportunity... They, they could have basically clinched a spot in the knockout round if they had been able to hold on yesterday. Not exactly, but nobody really believes that Wales has a chance of beating England. It would have taken something extraordinary at that point for a win to have not clinched them their spot. Now... Things get really dicey. Really dicey because nobody feels good about the US's chances against England. So things start to get really interesting moving forward, starting on Friday. Um the dumbest thing that you can say is they gotta play about a billion times better. Yeah, they gotta play about a billion times better. And and I guess the truth is they gotta play a billion times better than they played in the second half. If they play as well as they played in the first half, they'll have a chance. I still don't know that it'll be good enough, but they'll at least have a chance. A lot of questions about why Gio didn't get into the match. Apparently, he's totally healthy. They just chose not to use him. Greg Berhalter. Believe it or not, people have questions about Greg Berhalter's decision-making. I know that's new. It's something that we haven't done before. I feel like Greg Berhalter is the only man that uh, is more... Maybe it's a Greg thing between he and Greg Roman. I feel like they're just there's something about Greg's that no
1: one likes them and everything gets questioned. Um definitely not on the Qatari ref, right? What do you mean? The the you know just him just you know being being all over the place not really great either either way and then you know no, not I stopping the I game when Polishit goes down no, but I, when I mean
0: I, I don't think any of it had anything to do with the outcome of the match.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think any of that
0: like I think we're whining about it for the sake of whining about it. I don't think any of it played any role whatsoever in what the outcome of the match was. The outcome of the match was decided by the fact that the U.S. played really well in the first half, but had only one goal to show for it. When they did have other opportunities. Of course, they had a very quick opportunity to try to score what would have been an own goal. Um, they dominated for 45 minutes, had just one the one goal to show for it. And then they got their ass kicked in the second half. Like, that's the story of the match. Whining about... You know, quick yellows, whining about when they stopped, when they didn't stop. I mean, like whining about all those things, whine about it all day. That's fine. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know how you want to spend your time. I feel like there could be more productive things to do, but I don't know. I don't know what you would be doing otherwise. If, for example, you would be choosing between whining about the officiating and doing hard drugs, then I would encourage you to spend more time whining about the officiating. That would be my suggestion. Do more of that. But if you're deciding between spending more time whining about officiating versus, I don't know, like, you know, helping an old lady cross the street, well, then I would encourage you to maybe go help the old lady across the street. That could be more helpful. Which isn't to say that I think it was a tremendously officiated game. I just don't think it had anything to do with the outcome. The outcome, it was pretty easy to figure out what happened. They didn't show up for the second half. They were fortunate that it didn't, end up worse than that and they move forward it could be worse you could be argentina that would be significantly worse uh while you were sleeping this morning the argentines sort of a sentimental favorite in this world cup among the favorites legitimately and then a sentimental favorite of course because this appears to be leo messi's final world cup yeah they get shocked and this is the awkward part about it is like i really wish it was something like iceland because then it could be the embraceable underdog of course it has to be saudi arabia how could it be in the qatar world cup the the wonderful underdog story is effing saudi arabia god but it is what it is um Saudi Arabia defeats Argentina 2-1 this morning. Uh, A true, I mean, definition of a shocker at the World Cup. Absolutely nobody saw that coming. Sort of shakes things up. Bad news for those that drew Argentina in our World Cup draw. We're probably like, hell yeah. We, We rolling, baby. Yeah, it's a rough, rough way for things to start. Rough way for it to start. Of course, that does not mean that they are done. They couldn't bounce back. Just not a great place to begin. All right, so that's uh, what's going on at the World Cup. I know Mexico plays today, coming up in a little bit. Uh, Denmark and Tunisia just finished in a draw. France plays later on this afternoon as well. We'll tell you more about that during Totally Tubular. As far as John Harbaugh's press conference was concerned yesterday, no definitive info, but it appears to be good news on both Ronnie Stanley and Kyle Hamilton. Now, we have said this before. And all I would say is that I think I what I don't believe is if they knew for sure that either of those guys were going to miss significant t- time, that John Harbaugh would say what he said during the press conference yesterday. I know that we always talk about how John Harbaugh lies, and I mean I get it; it's it's the nature of the business, and it doesn't I I'm it doesn't bother me any longer. I just don't really go to Ravens press conferences anymore because I it it's so difficult to parse out what actually matters from a Ravens press conference that I, I just sort of stopped. And I'm not mad about it. I, I get it. They, it's a high level of football. They're worried about whatever information they might be giving to their next opponent. I'm not. I, this is not me taking shots at John Harbaugh. It's, I have made peace with it, and I've just sort of chosen that I'm not going to put myself through it any longer. And that's cool. That's cool. We're, we can all acknowledge things and we can all be good i'm not mad they're not mad nobody's mad everything's fine right like it's the way it goes um so of course john harbaugh is asked about ronnie stanley and kyle hamilton the quote yes kyle and ronnie we don't have the final word on those things yet but i would say it's definitely trending in the right direction based on what we know so far Ronnie still has an MRI to get, so we'll find out the final on that, but it was trending really well last night and this morning. And Kyle, the same thing. Kyle, the x-rays look good, so it's trending in the right way, his knee is stable, and all those kind of things. Now, you might say to yourself, well, that that doesn't really say anything. But I, think it, I do believe, again, in the world we have to parse everything that is said in these press conferences, I do think that we learned something from that. What I believe we learned is that they, right now, don't know with certainty that those guys are going to miss significant time. Now, what we don't know is with certainty that they won't either. But most of the time with these types of injuries, within 24 hours, you know. What it doesn't guarantee is that either guy will play Sunday in Jacksonville. But if they, knowing John Harbaugh, if he knows that it's significant He won't hide that on Monday. Doesn't mean they're playing. Doesn't mean they're not. Those are all things. This is where we fall back into the you're going to have to wait. We always like skipping ahead, but you have to wait and you have to find out. I said on the post-game show on Sunday on 105.7, the Ronnie Stanley thing is season-defining. I truly believe that any ability for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl has to involve Ronnie Stanley playing and playing at a Ronnie Stanley level. I get it. This is a team that looks like it's going to rely on defense moving forward, but they're still going to have to be able to do, as we talked about, they're going to need to score more than 13 points to win in the postseason. And a path for doing that has to involve Ronnie Stanley being healthy and playing and playing at the level at which Ronnie Stanley was playing. We good over there? Everything all right? I don't know what we're working on over there that's more important than the show. It's, is everything okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was okay. just like, setting up hey. tweets for Okay, All right, all right. Let's, let, let's ease up on all that. time we see that we're doing something else, it, it makes me very nervous that something is going wrong, that something is problematic as we're trying to do a show. Got it. All right. Everything's good. Apologies. Everything's good. These are the types of things where this happened to me when I broadcasted games. I'm sitting here, I'm just broadcasting a game, and suddenly 20 minutes later, they're like, oh, by the way, none of that was on the air. Cool, cool. And I, by the way, as a broadcaster, I'm just gonna keep This has happened maybe twice in my career, where like I was doing a game, and for whatever reason, there was a technology issue of some sort, and I, I just keep broadcasting the game because as a broadcaster, you want to feel like you're in the game. You just want to have a feel for what's going on. You want to feel like you know you're experiencing it. So, um, whenever I see people nervously like grabbing wires and stuff like that, I'm
1: like, yo, what the f?
0: What is happening? What is going on right now? Anyway, yes, I believe that Ronnie Stanley will define his presence. Defines what they're capable of doing this season. I can't tell you he's going to be the difference in whether they'll win the Super Bowl or not. I just believe, truly believe, that without Ronnie Stanley playing like Ronnie Stanley, they can't win the Super Bowl. I don't feel quite as strongly about Kyle Hamilton, but we all have to acknowledge that he's playing well. He has really turned the. The corner this season and he's begun playing good football and so you'd rather have him than not while I think you're more set to survive a potential Kyle Hamilton injury it still doesn't mean that you don't or that you would not be happy if he wasn't on the field or that you think it was a good thing if he wasn't on the field or something along those lines so that's kind of what we learned yesterday just sort of parsing what John Harbaugh said at the moment no reason to believe They're definitively long-term injuries, and so that, for now, can be good news. Now you watch the injury report play out the rest of the week, and you probably don't get that many more answers. I think that's what we needed. That's what we learned. That was the significant part of yesterday. I'm pretty sure that covers just about everything. All right, today's show is also brought to you by UMBC Basketball, the Retrievers, They're on the road tonight. I think they play UNC Greensboro on the road this evening. But they will be back home for some big local rivalry non-conference matchups, including Coppin State on November 30th, Morgan State on December 10th. The women take on American on December 18th. And you can get your tickets to check out the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena in the peak by going right now to umbcretrievers.com. That's umbcretrievers.com. In order to get your tickets, um, I I don't want to spend too much time on it, but yes, I did appreciate this. This was from, this is from Dale. Dale says, "Glenn, I'm trying to figure out what your young partner's issue is with Patrick Queen, and I'm wondering if it's less about the skip ballization of sports and more about just how young men are with each other. That once you've decided something is a certain way, no matter what, you have to win with your buddies." You've decided in your group of friends that you're that guy, so in your group of friends, you can't change. He, of course, is a young man. I certainly remember you having a few opinions over the years that you didn't want to budge on. I don't know about that, Dale. I, I think that might be nonsense. I, I mean, I'm sure you're going to bring something up that like I, I was reluctant to change my mind about at some point, but I, I don't know, man. I, it's sort of not been my shtick. My shtick has never been about... I'm right about this. The hell with reality. I'm going to choose to be right about it. Um, I don't think you should kick him out necessarily of Pat's on the ass, but I would say if it continues with Patrick Green playing well and he continues to try to say he'll never put him on there at some point, you probably should. Yeah, I joked about that yesterday. I don't intend to kick Griffin out of Pat's on the ass, but there is a point at which you can't just do shtick. Like, you can't just make it about. I don't know what this is. I'll never understand it. I don't know if there's anything to it. Like if this is a group of friends thing or like you with each, there was a, some, sometimes Kyle dealt with this where Kyle would have things with his, Kyle was very much, but he was the other way. He was the guy that'd be like, you know, would, would decide somebody was really good. And that was just the way it was. Right. Like he was in love with Antoine Wesley, who for the record has continued to play in the NFL. He's not good, but he's continued to play in the NFL. And like, once he decided something, there was no budging it. Now, he was also in on Patrick Mahomes before. A lot of people were in on Patrick Mahomes. So his shtick was kind of the other thing, which was that he was in on somebody, and then it kind of didn't matter what reality was after that point. Once he decided somebody was good, they were good. Like, he, he literally spent an entire morning raving about Antoine Wesley and telling me about all the wonderful things that Steve Smith had said about Antoine Wesley. I'm like, did you think that Steve Smith was going to go say uh, Antoine, if one of his teammates stinks? <laughs> Do you think he was going to go to a microphone and be like, yeah, that guy can't play? Is there any perhaps truth to the idea that it has something to do with your relationship with your friends?
1: I, I don't think. I mean, I guess potentially, but like, do you I, trash I don't think, Patrick like, this, with your buddies? I mean, yeah. Okay, but so they but, all might be onto something. But it's wait a, a it's more of a thing about positional value. I mean, it has nothing to do with back, that. This is why I could leave him off my list. This is my explanation for that. You, and it's just no. There's no. There's no way that you can
0: leave him off the list. That's insane. You're a dumb person. No, I'm, I'm
1: you not. You are not dumb. For
0: this, you might not be dumb in in reality. This is a dumb thing. You're obj- you're objectively wrong. I don't think so. No, I think you, you, you put another linebacker. don't know linebacker. How to tell you this. You're objectively wrong. You put another linebacker. No, because in somebody that, else was, that was that playing position. the weak side position and they weren't playing well. He moved the weak side position and played really well. You're just saying nonsense things to try to justify an unjustifiable opinion. Like, it's unjustifiable. There's no world in which you can try to pretend like Patrick Queen isn't playing well. And it's the same thing. You can try to say somebody else is a system player. It's it's as hilarious as Justin Tucker saying he was a system kicker a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Like, you can keep trying to do that until the cows come home. You're still not acknowledging what happened on the football field. Like, you can't do this. The game was played...
1: Someone was dominant. You're trying yeah, 12, to pretend like they were Twelve weren't. guys happened happened to run right into his arms. That was, right. So that was what happened. It, again, I this think. is bad shtick. It's, like,
0: right. it's bad, bad shtick. And again, trying to figure out why you're doing bad shtick, I, j- I think it's the Skip Bayless thing. Dale thinks it's related to a young men being young men and deciding something amongst their buddies. I, whatever it is, for the show, you got to stop you got to stop, all or right, right. at some I mean, point, we will have to stop involving you. Like, we have to. I can't keep – this is supposed to matter when we do pats on the ass. I, I get gotcha, it. This, I got gotcha. you. We can all wink, right. wink, nudge, nudge about how – does any of this matter? But, like, the idea of doing our segments is that they do kind of matter in some way. Like, it's actually watching the football game and trying to use a strategic eye to figure out who played well. And to, it, it, it would be – it's horse assery to pretend like it's not happening because you don't like somebody or they slept with your girlfriend or something. I don't know. I don't know if Patrick Queen is hooking up with old Dixie. We can look into that. Maybe that has something to do with all of these things. I don't know what it is, but at some point we will have no choice. We have to acknowledge what's happening on the football field. Like we have to do that or else there is no point to the segment. So I I, I don't know. I don't know if you're willing to admit that it's something, that it's personal, whatever it is, but – it, it can't continue in the sake of the segment. Like, in the segment,
1: we have to watch the football games and acknowledge
0: what's happening in the football games.
1: All right, I'll continue to do that. And uh, when Patrick Queen does enough to yes. be Go, one of my no, top no. five Ravens. No, no, no. It, it, this is the bad shtick. Like, I, this is the bad shtick. The bad shtick is, again, trying to
0: defend the indefensible, is trying to make it seem like you've done something credible here. You haven't. You're doing the opposite of that. I don't know what the opposite of credible would be. I'm doing the incredible, but like the but incredible comes (laughs) off as right. I don't know how that works. What you're doing is not credible analysis. It's bad shtick. Like I don't again. I don't need you to tell me that Patrick Queen's the greatest linebacker in the history of football. I don't need that. That would be insane. That would be wrong as well. We don't have to live in hyperbole. But you can't watch the game and pretend like the things that are happening aren't happening. That's that's very bad that goes into i you can't do this right like that's that's very dangerous i thought dale might have been on to something and it's interesting to me like once you get around your buddies and you decide that you're that guy i'm the guy that just hates this i do remember being 20 when are you 22 21 whatever yeah. it is I remember being that way. When you get around your buddies and you decide like you've got a shtick and that's your shtick, it's very difficult to abandon that with your buddies because your buddies start busting your balls about it. Oh, we're running late. I'm sorry. We're supposed to talk to Tabafana. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Navy people. We're talking to him right now. Anyway, we're going to work on that moving forward. You good? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Hey, Quickly. Quickly. Thank you all that have already gotten in with your donations. Please go right now at Glen Clark Radio on Twitter. We are running a raffle to benefit the Helping Up mission. Details are pinned on the top of our Twitter account at Glen Clark Radio. Please check it out right there. You can get the details, get in, donate. You can win a Calais Campbell autograph full size helmet, you can win a Trey Mancini autograph print, and more. We just need you to step up, donate $25 for our annual winter drive, benefiting, helping up mission. The details are all available right now at glenclarkradio.com at Clark Radio on Twitter. Had to do this a little bit earlier on today because of uh, his very busy schedule at the Naval Academy. They're red hot. Navy fullback Daba Fafana right here on GCR. Well, what a win this Saturday for Navy football as they knocked off UCF 17-14 on the road. Joining us now, this man has been red hot. I believe I heard my friend Pete Medhurst on the broadcast call him the money man. He is Navy fullback Daba Fafana, and he is with us now here on GCR. Daba, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this
2: morning. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Hey, man, it's I, I can only imagine how good this felt. Um, I know you guys have gone through a lot this season. There have been some ups, some downs. But from w- the halftime of the Notre Dame game in Baltimore, what really clicked in for this football team that these last six quarters of football have been probably among the best quarters you played all season?
2: It's just a feeling that we can play with anyone because uh, the first half we were uh, – we, uh, sorry, we were just playing, you know, doing our thing. And then when we were coming out of halftime of the Notre Dame game, we were like, we know we can win this game as long as we, you know, do our assignments and, uh, and come off the ball, uh, hard, low, fast. And that just gave us confidence going into the UCF game, which ultimately led us to win.
0: What does it mean to you guys? Again, knowing you had been through it. It's, Look, you guys have been up against it because you've been having to face teams that have, you know, fifth, 6 year guys on their roster all season. What did it mean to you all the work that you've put in for it to pay off with such a massive win down in Orlando?
2: It's an amazing feeling. It's it's what we've been praying for and it's what we've been working for in in the entire off season too. And uh yeah, they have, you know, fifth, 6 year guys, but we have a we have a we have the Brotherhood, you know, the tighter group of uh tighter group of players, so even I, I wouldn't even want fifth or sixth year players just because, like, you know, they have they have jobs in the military to do, and mm. uh, so just being around the brotherhood and having all those guys it, it helps a lot better than having a team full of transfers and guys from everywhere else. Wow,
0: that's really well said, man. You guys, you you guys came here for a reason. You're kind of on a mission um and yeah you're, and you're making us proud in the process Daba Fafana with us here on GCR Daba for you personally obviously it's back-to-back massive games over a hundred yards rushing um how good has that felt for you I, I know that you know whatever your job is you're going to be doing it but to be such a significant part of some of the best football that you guys have played
2: yeah it's it's amazing and it's all because of the line they're coming off the ball you know moving people off the spot it's it's really because of them that I've that I've gotten all those yards
0: and all that. Yeah, I mean it's it's very selfless of you to say that. And I, what I've learned about you is you're a very selfless man. Uh, David, just uh, take me back. You know, I have such incredible reverence for, not only for all you guys, but obviously for Coach Ken. And um, you know, when when things when 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 you when you lose games, you know that there are some negativity that creeps in from the outside. Can you tell me about about him and about the staff and about how you guys blocked all of that out and prevented it from snowballing and preventing it from impacting internally what it is that you guys were doing on your
2: journey? Yeah, they always preach a, something called an next play mentality, which means like if something goes wrong, you just focus on the next thing you got to do. So we can't dwell on the stuff that happened in the past, and so every day, uh every practice we come to work uh just grind focus on that not focus on only focus on one thing at a time don't focus on the past or too far in the future just focus on the moment and get your things right
0: i mean it's it's paying off it's paying off big time at this point um i want to talk about you right i want to talk about your journey um you are a fascinating cat man let me start with uh the cello where where did you where did that come from
2: yeah, so in uh, I th- yeah, in fifth grade, I went to a private school and they forced us to, uh, well, not forced, but like they they mandated that we play that we had to do chorus, band, or orchestra. And orchestra just sounded interesting to me with the string instruments and stuff. And, stuff. and then I ended up picking the cello just because it was something I wasn't gonna break, but it also <laughs> wasn't something too big to lug around everywhere. But then I just I liked it and I carried it on.
0: Okay, all right. So, you, how many, how many like dudes on the football team at West Forsyth High School in Georgia were also playing cello in the orchestra? None. Yeah, that would be <laughs> you, <laughs> singularly, right? Um, I, I, I yeah. mean, what, what, when you say, what, what made you fall in love with playing cello?
2: Uh, it's just like a different kind of freedom when you play. Like you get to dictate uh, the way you play a certain piece and you have like, like you can play one piece many different ways and it's just a different feeling and uh, it also feels cool when you're like multitasking, you know, one hand's doing one thing and the other is, you know, creating the notes and stuff like that and it all comes together to form a beautiful
0: piece. It's cool, man. That's really cool to hear you describe it that yeah. way. Um, Daba, I also, yeah. your your you know, your aspirations, clearly you're going to be headed into service after your time at the Naval Academy, but down the road, um, you're looking to become a doctor, correct? Yes, sir. Tell me about why, wh- where did the, your interest in medicine come from? And did, did I read it was orthopedic surgeon? Was that the route you're looking to take?
2: Yeah, that's, that's my, that's my number one, uh, right now. I mean, I, I it could change like I saw a lot of time, but yeah, that's my number one. Where did, it come, I was, yeah, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, when I was, when I was growing up, my parents were, uh, they always had me do these, uh, these things related to STEM, whether it was like, you know, extra math problems or, uh, computer camps and all of that. And then, um, it's just, I just found an interest, uh, do, like, uh, doing all of that. And then, uh, I just, and at first I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger, just cause you know, they make a lot of money, but then.
0: Uh, <laughs> I <have> to, <laughs> but then, First of all, uh, I truly appreciate the honesty, and I I really wish that someone would have informed me of that or hammered it more into my head when I was a younger
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they make a ton of money. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> but it's but like the actual field work is it's it's really interesting too. And when I tore my uh, ACL back in twenty twenty. My doctor made all of that uh sound really interesting with like the process of surgery and uh rehab and all that. So yeah, that's where I get interested in the orthopedic. I
0: I wanna make it very clear. I am I am very much in favor of guys like you making lots of money for being doctors because I don't want it to be people that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that are low paid, that are working on us. I think it's yeah. more important that way. That's that's an incredible thing, man. It's awesome to hear that. Daba Fafana, uh, be back from Navy, is with us here on GCR. Um, Daba, you know why? Na- I always, whenever I I, I talk to guys, um, football players at Navy, I always ask the same question. Um, why you you knew that it was an opportunity to play D1 football, but you also knew. It was going to come with responsibilities that you wouldn't have anywhere else. Why was it right for you to end up at the Naval Academy?
2: Because uh, with those responsibilities, you have a whole ton of opportunities. Like, where else are you going to go to school that's going to have, like, a number one public, the number one public school, uh, really top-tier engineering school opportunities, you know, go into the medical corps and also play at a D1 school that plays on national TV. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an insane opportunity. I
0: mean, it's it's working
2: out okay for you
0: so far, by the way. <laughs> that decision seems to be paying off. Um, clearly, there's there's one more big one that's still in the distance here in a couple of weeks, as you guys will take on Army. Um, the uniforms yesterday, the NASA feel to the uniforms for the Army game, what was your guys' reaction when you got to see them?
2: They, everyone was going crazy. Like, yeah? It was they were really nice uniforms like with the helmet design and stuff too and i I personally love the cleats like the all white with the uh metallic bottoms yeah
0: they're, they're dope awesome yeah those yeah. those yeah. are dope do do you know like uh off the top of your head are there any guys on the team that you know are for sure are interested in pursuing um space and 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 getting into the space program
2: well we have an astrophysics ma- major, uh, Nick Straw.
1: Okay, he's uh,
2: yeah, he's he's into all of that, but I'm not entirely sure. Like after the uh, after the Naval Academy, what his plans are?
0: Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Obviously, the history between the Naval Academy and the number of astronauts that produced produced over the years—it's a pretty cool connection um, to be representing yeah. in the Army Navy game. Uh, obviously, you know what it feels like from a year ago um that one was so emotional was so overwhelming after everything that navy had been through the last couple of years uh how important now is it to go and back it up and sort of remind everybody like no we're 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 the dominant force in this series
2: oh yeah every even when we play air force it's always that we have to win mentality and uh just to keep our dominance in the rivalry and uh and and oppose our will and Yeah, we might we might get along, you know, after the game, you know, because we're all service academies, but when it when we're in between the lines, it's war. I
0: mean, there's no doubt about it. And it's it's one of the coolest things in all of football and all of sports, frankly. What what does it mean to you personally to be a part of that game? Like when you walk out on the field, especially now that you're in this significant role, like when you walk out on the field here in in three Saturdays, what are your emotions going to be like, Daba?
2: I'm just gonna thank God for everything that uh he's put me through and for the opportunity he's given me because if you were to ask me a couple years ago if i'd be starting an army Navy game this year i would i would have said no way you're crazy first of all because i didn't want to go to military academy but then second of all it's because i know how much work it is to start on a college football team let alone get some playing time but yeah he he just uh He's helped me get to this point, and all the glory goes to him. It's cool, man. Uh,
0: I feel like I'd be remiss if we didn't bring up your defense before we wrap this up, uh, and particularly oh, yeah. that dude, John Marshall, who is freaking on one right now. Um, how good oh, yeah. did it feel to witness that up close in person on, uh, on Saturday, just a, a man on a mission um, that was not to be stopped?
2: Oh, yeah. He was ultimately – probably the main reason that we won that game because in our in the second half our off our offense we weren't uh getting much going but that that him catalyzing the defense to get stops and four sacks like it's insane uh and he 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 goes to work every single day and just you know he grinds and he's a he's a captain for a reason so yeah it was it was awesome to see so cool, man.
0: Uh, Hey, Daba, we are so grateful to have young men like you that are willing to represent us and to uh, take on this higher calling, and it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch you uh, kick ass on the football field in the process. I want to make sure we get some plugs in. Um, It's Fafana Daba on Twitter, and it's at Daba2, number2valid on Instagram, correct? Yes, sir. All right, give Daba Fafana a follow in those spots. Uh, may you guys go out, demolish Army, go Navy, beat Army. Daba Fafana, congratulations on a great stretch of football for you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, he, he's awesome. He's great. Thank you to Daba Fafana. I appreciate him doing that. Again, uh, not this week, not the following week, but uh, three Saturdays from now, Army, Navy as uh, the Mids will try to uh, wrap up the season with a fifth win. I saw a little bit yesterday about you know maybe some five-win teams are going to end up uh, getting into bowl games this year. I don't think Navy's going to get that opportunity because they're going to try to announce those bowl games before the Army-Navy game, so they won't know um, whether or not Navy has picked up that fifth win. So I don't think that's going to be an option for them. But you know that Army game, more important to them than a bowl game for sure. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Talk some college hoops with Patrick Stevens. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio. Tailgate. That's
1: GinsuGrills.com. Reserve yours today. UMBC basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, and tickets are available now at UMBCRetrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Coffin State on November 30th and Morgan State on December 10th, while the women square off with American on December 18th. Experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake
3: Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at UMBC Retrievers com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat around was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressbox on and Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at Pressboxonline.com/slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports.
4: Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costa Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costa Sin is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups. Whatever is on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard.
0: The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to 59000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical dentistry, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer.
5: If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a -a three-and-a-half-star review, too.
0: The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Every Tuesday, we catch up with our college sports guru, talk a little college hoops with our friend Patrick Stevens, at Discourse, D1S Course on Twitter, of course, the Washington Post as well. And he's back with us now here on GCR. Patrick, good morning, my friend. How are you?
6: I am well, Glenn, and you? I'm
0: all right. Now, as you know, admittedly, I did not get to watch a lot of Maryland basketball this weekend. I watched as much as I could sort of distractedly on Sunday while the Ravens' game was going on. Uh, we know they looked very good for two days. You tell me, what did we actually learn about Maryland basketball in two lopsided wins over St. Louis and Miami?
6: Well, I think one of the things you got to take away from it is is that they're an awfully dangerous team when their three point shots are falling, which right. kind of goes for most people. But you know, in general, you look at that; they, they were they were nine of twenty one on Sunday against Miami. They were thirteen of thirty two uh against st louis and so you know if we were sizing up what maryland was going to be the the questions were how are they going to hold up inside and some of that gets offset by the fact that if they're making three pointers they can afford to give up some buckets on the interior now you know against those two teams you know they, they obviously did not get hurt all that much uh in the paint by st louis at all they did a great job on okoro uh the big guy who had six points and six boards, and and, and Gibson Jimerson didn't hit anything from outside. So, so they did a pretty good job overall uh, in that one. I think at both ends of the floor, and and against a team like Miami, they they don't have a ton of size. They have some in in, in, in Norchetto Mir, uh, but not a ton, and uh, didn't really get get hurt as much there either. I mean, they had a 40-32 advantage in the paint against the Hurricanes. So, mm-hmm. I, I still think there are some moments. Coming down the road, and, and maybe we don't see them until that that Illinois game uh, at the start of December. Uh, but I, I do think there are moments coming where where some of the their limitations will be exposed. But you, it's hard to argue with what you've seen through five games. At the same time, it's five games, yes. uh, and so you know I I would not go overboard and suddenly say that this is a team that's going to make a run to an elite eight based on those five games. I right. think there's still reasonable questions about depth there's still reasonable questions about how good they're going to be on the interior uh, but it's hard to argue that, that they did not really impress, particularly against the St. Louis team that, that I thought, and as I shared with you before, I thought was going to be really good. And instead they just mopped the floor with the Billikens.
0: So to your point, obviously it's it's irrelevant. Being, you know, it, I'm sure it's nice for the folks in College Park, but being ranked in the top 25 on November 21st does not matter whatsoever uh, as far as the season is going to go. But I was talking to Sean Farnham yesterday, and he said, look, I – I've changed my expectations for this Maryland team. I believe they're an NCAA tournament team. You know, of course, he called the games up in Connecticut this weekend, and I'm sure there is some recency bias that is involved with saying something like that. But is it reasonable to alter expectations based on how they played over the stretch of one weekend? Or, you know, maybe still a bit much to assume at this point the team that's played five games with the new head coach is ready to be an NCAA tournament team
6: yeah I mean, first of all, it, well, to be candid, I thought that they would do no better than split up there when I was sizing up the season against that set of teams. So they're already one win ahead of what I would have guessed. So if you want to sit there and say they you know that, that expectations are maybe a victory or two better than anticipated, that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know I don't know if I'm willing to go any further than that. And, and I thought that a good season for these guys would be win 20 games flirt with an NCA bid, probably landed in NIT, still got depth issues. Still, you know, if there's an injury, they're obviously completely up a creek, I think. Uh, if one of their top guys is, it gets hurt. But, you know, does that nudge it a little bit closer to possibly being an NCA tournament team? Yeah, probably. And I think it's important to remember, you know, what, what, what did we talk about, about Kevin Willard's Seton Hall teams? Largely, a lot like the guy he replaced in college. Hmm. Mark. Those were, those were hot. Those were high floor teams, like not necessarily the highest ceiling teams, right. but you knew kind of what you were going to get. So I would say that in, I in. I would be encouraged if I was a Maryland fan by what I saw, I would certainly not sit here and say, Oh my gosh, they're definitely going to the NCAA tournament uh, based on that five game sample. It's, it's certainly possible that Miami doesn't turn out to be all that great. It's possible that, that I have overhyped St. Louis and that they're simply the third or fourth best team in the A-10. Uh, so I wouldn't get too carried away. certainly wouldn't get too carried away if they if they beat a bad Louisville team next
7: week, right. uh,
6: which, which suddenly looks like a really bad deal for Maryland to end up having that game as their ACC Big Ten Challenge game as opposed to somebody that will be closer to the middle of the ACC.
0: Although, as you pointed out, they certainly have a a very a re- legitimate stretch after the Louisville game that they got to deal with with yeah. uh, Illinois, I mean, Wisconsin, got, Tennessee. It, yeah. yeah, yeah.
6: I think that's a I think that's going to be a pretty good barometer. And, and yeah, if they're if they're coming out of if they're heading into Christmas, and I'm trying to I'm trying on the fly to think of the math here. It's what another seven games that they play before it Christmas. Sounds like, right. I mean, if they're
1: si- yeah.
6: you know, it, it, if if they're sitting there at you know eleven and one. Or something along those lines, or even ten and two. Wow. I think you have reason to be pretty no pretty encouraged about what about what they have at that
0: point. No question about it. Um, of course, the next one that they play is on Friday against Coppin State, and there's a lot of subtext there. Um, you're going to get to see Coppin tonight, so let's sort of kind of wrap all of this into one conversation if we can. Um, tonight's game at Towson shapes up to be a, a quite quite a very good one as far as local non-conference games go, and that obviously leads into what should be a pretty emotional day in College Park on Friday.
6: Yeah, I, you look at what Coppin did over the last week or so; they won three games in a row in non-conference play, which is not something that typically happens for Coppin State. Yeah. Usually, it's a it's a stacked schedule, and in fairness, they they got a couple home games and they won both of them. They beat Mount St Mary's by five. Uh, and they and they kind of physically overwhelmed Navy last Monday. And again, you know, I was really impressed with what I saw uh, from Sam Sessions and company. Then they went and won an overtime game at Tennessee Tech before losing to, frankly, a better Marshall team, uh, a, a team that should be a, a little bit of a factor in the Sun Belt this season. So you know, Coppin has guard play like they've got Nen and they've got Sam Sessions and they they are going to be a headache for some people. Maybe not everybody they run into. Uh, but they're going to be pretty good. Um, but overall, you know, you kind of size them up, and you know, heading into Towson, I think this is one of those really one of the more exceptional local college hoops games uh, that that I've seen uh, kind of size up, kind of line up here in a long while, uh, just because of of how uh, how good Towson has already proven itself to be, and how interesting I think Coppin's going to be. And so, you know, regardless of what happens tonight, though. I think that when you look at the 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 what we're looking forward to, you know, Juan Dixon talked about it on our preview show at the end of last month. just How excited he is to be heading back uh, to College Park uh, to to lead lead a team into College Park. I'm sure, you know, deep down he would love to be the head coach at Maryland at this point and not and and and, and be able to lead his alma mater. But the chance to take a team that that's kind of spunky, kind of feisty, mm-hmm. and, and take a shot the day after a holiday, you know, Maryland's probably feeling pretty good about itself after. After this 5 and0 star I think we're I think we're in for an interesting game Friday
0: I agree. down in College Park I, I agree I think it sets up to be a very intriguing day and you know I, I in a weird way it almost presents another test for Kevin Willard right <laughs> which is mm-hmm. can, can you can get a team that is probably starting to believe its own hype a little bit and and is as you pointed out gonna go enjoy their holiday and get them to be sharp and be focused for a game that your opponents are going to treat like the most important basketball game they've ever played, right? Like, can you do that? Yeah, it, it,
6: it, it, it's a great question, and it's I think it's the biggest question in, in front of Maryland right now because you know, when you look at most of the the games that they've had and will have against you know teams that are uh, you know, essentially the buy games that they have on their schedule, they have they have basically six of them. They've won three already. Niagara, Western Carolina, Binghamton, not exactly any great subplot to any of those games. They do have St. Peter's, and nobody, nobody's overlooking St. Peter's this year, uh, sure. regardless of how many of those guys are left. And they got UMBC after the holiday, and we'll talk about UMBC in a minute. But but the Coppin game is is the one that's interesting, but maybe more than any other, just because of what Coppin has, what they're playing for, what their coach wants, all this stuff. And remember, it's been a long time since Coppin played Maryland. And Coppin won that game. Yep, back in the 1989-90 season. There's a there's
7: a reason. Yes, hence why the reason, right? Maryland, <laughs> yeah,
6: Maryland hasn't played Coppin in a long yeah. time. I mean, that was in many ways sort of a defining victory for the for Fang Mitchell. Uh, it's like, oh wait, this guy that gets all these transfers out of Jersey and Philadelphia uh, is good enough to go beat Maryland, even if it wasn't what we think of as Maryland now. I mean, that was Gary Williams' first season too. Uh, but you know, this is this is an opportunity for Coppin. Uh, to go pick somebody off. And they've, they've won a few games over, over the last few years under Juan Dixon. They've won at Loyola, Chicago. Uh, you know, they, they, they've they done some things. But winning at Maryland would be an entirely different animal, and, and arguably the program's biggest win since it knocked off South Carolina in that NCAA tournament back in 97. No
0: doubt. No doubt. And he is Patrick Stevens. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, yeah, to, to your point about UMBC, let's talk about the rest of the local front this week, including what was kind of a nice little bounce-back weekend for the Retrievers.
6: Yeah, I caught both of their games this weekend. Um, uh, beat Lafayette in kind of just a dreadful first half all around. Just an ugly first half where I think the, the it was like 24 23, and we're talking about three quarters of a point per possession. Not a lot of fun. Uh, and then came back and, and won that game. And then uh, on Sunday, you know, probably got outplayed a bit uh, for the most part, but were able to, to slug one out 78 76. They got a. Uh, Bodwan Craig Baudouin hit a layup with about three seconds to go uh, to win it for the Retrievers to get a pair of victories and knocked off Central Connecticut State. You know, one of the things that stands out about those two games is is the mileage that they're getting out of Matteo Piccarelli, uh a reserve guard who I, I think, uh, you, when you kind of sized up their roster, it was sort of an afterthought. He scored 19 against Lafayette. He had 21 against Central Connecticut. He's hitting a bunch of threes. And, and Jim Ferry said after the game, like, it's just a guy that, has just kept working at it, and he kind of alluded to the idea. That it, and when he took over last year, he did, didn't really think he was all that good. Hmm. And it turns out the guy has just worked his tail off, uh, and, and is playing really, really well, and has fit perfectly into the way that they want to play. They are trying to push the pace. They are trying uh, to to create some tempo. And, and right now, I think the one thing we can definitively say about UMBC is that it is a it is an eight man it's an eight man band right now. Like, it does not look like a team that really wants to stretch its rotation much beyond that. Uh, but they've got some pieces between Piccarelli. Uh, Jacob Bunyaceth is still around. Colton Lawrence, the, the D2 transfer, has been – I was really impressed both nights just with his toughness. Uh, and he's going to be a really big piece for them. So they're 3-2. and two. They head down to UNC Greensboro tonight and then to Georgetown on Saturday. Uh, pick off either one of those – and they're kind of an interesting team, and they get Coppin State next week, so as, as Coppin makes its its local tour. Uh, but I, I came away feeling like, obviously, UNBC's a little bit of a work in progress with all the new pieces that it has, uh, but the, some of the pieces that it does have uh, really did stand out to me in those two games.
0: Uh, anything else on the local front?
6: I want to bring up Navy as well, okay? Uh, because Navy, Navy won a couple games yeah. this week, weekend. They had their own MTE. They beat a UC San Diego team that, that had a really explosive score that they bottled up for a half, couldn't quite contain, and then won in overtime. And then they beat a good Youngstown State team by 13 on Sunday. You know, I was sitting there kind of waffling as to, you know, which, which of these games do I want to go to? i would seen Navy three times. i would seen UMBC once. And it shows UMBC thinking, well, that's probably not going to be as good a game. And it turned out to be a much better game because Navy played exceptional basketball against the Penguins. Uh, you look at what they're getting right now. You know, you, you talk about having guys that are seniors that, that, that emerge. Like Daniel Deaver in the, in the Friday night game had 19 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Not exactly what you expect from your six eight starting power forward, you know, uh, or, or center, actually. I mean, technically, the center for them really don't have a, a true center on that team. You, know, you look at guys like Christian Jones, who's, who's just really impressed after having been really an afterthought pretty much for his entire career. And then you have guys like uh, – you bring in a guy, Austin Benini, who's a 5'11", 172 freshman. He scores 23 points against Youngstown State. So Navy's getting help all over the roster at this stage. And I think that's something that really bodes well for Ed DeCellis' team. They're 4-1 now. Uh, they, they obviously aren't going to be playing as much at home as they have early on in the season. They have Mount St. Mary's on Saturday, and then they play – six of their next seven away from home, the exception being an, a non-B1 mm. uh, team on December 18th. So a lot still to learn about Navy, uh, but I, I like what I've seen so far from the Mids.
0: And then on the national front, of course, this we've reached uh, everything, everywhere, all the time portion of the schedule. There is so much going on, it's hard to keep up with it. I know there's a lot of, of great matchups this week. I I felt like Virginia and what they did out in Vegas really stood out to me as far as the, what we've seen. It's kind of take me through the to you the big stories of the past week and what's coming up this week with all the various tournaments going on.
6: Well, we'll, we'll talk about Virginia a bit. Going out and beating Baylor, really hammering Baylor. The yeah. final margin was, was seven, but it, it it felt a lot worse than that. Uh, and then to turn around and beat Illinois by nine two nights later, You know, Virgin, Virginia is suddenly old again. And when Virginia's old – that usually bodes really well. So they're they're not, I don't think, in terms of raw talent, as good as Duke and, and North Carolina in the ACC. Uh, but they are going to be an absolute menace for people to deal with. You know, this really is a scenario where Virginia is back, uh, and this is probably their best team since the 2019 national title team. Uh, I think uh, coming and going. I think you got to acknowledge Gonzaga uh, with a nice bounce back after getting trashed down at Texas. Uh, really hammered Kentucky. And, and by the way, it's time to start asking a few questions about how good this Kentucky team can be hmm. because, hmm. you know, they got out-toughed by Michigan State and then they just got punched in the mouth against Gonzaga. Technically, uh, technically not in, it wasn't on campus, but it was in Spokane. Right. Uh, so basically a road game for Kentucky. Lose by 16. They were down 8 nothing out of the shoot. Never led. Got within four at one point. Uh, but there are some there are some questions, serious questions about that Kentucky team. Uh, and I don't know how many opportunities there are to really come up with good answers between now and the start of SEC play. They have Michigan uh, in a neutral site game and a really, really neutral site game in London. Uh, and then they play so UCLA in Madison square garden. Yeah, that, that was a, that was actually a, a game that was postponed a couple seasons because of the pandemic. Uh, that game was actually supposed to be played two years ago. So uh, I think Kentucky is a team that you got to have some some questions about, how, and it's not like this is a typical Kentucky. Oh, they've got eight freshmen, and how are they going to figure everything out? This is a Kentucky they've got they've got some older guys, sure. and they don't really have you know besides throwing it into the Shabway, they don't really have too many solutions to their problems right now. So uh, that's a team I think that is, is worthy of pointing out some concern. And then you know to bring it back around to Texas, uh, really really impressive so far uh, for the Longhorns. Uh, you know, the Gonzaga victory by 19 is part of a 4-0 start. So, uh, got to like what I what we've seen so far out of the Longhorns. This week, the big event, I think, you know, you've got the battle for Atlantis. Uh, you know, I think uh, Kansas and, and Dayton are a couple teams down there worth keeping an eye on. Uh, but the big thing is out in Portland, uh, the PK, the two Phil Knight events, uh, basically 16 teams out there, essentially two from just about every power conference. Duke and Carolina, Gonzaga, is a, you know, among the headliners out there. Uh, so a lot of good hoops starting Thursday out in Portland as, uh, as they celebrate the the Nike Founders' birthday.
0: And by the way, a pair of games tonight in Maui that are pretty good with Creighton-Arkansas and San Diego State, Arizona. Oh, yeah, those guys. Those aren't bad. Those aren't
6: bad. Creighton looked really, really good after about the first 10 minutes or so yesterday against Texas Tech, uh, and Arkansas is very much for real. So that game in particular stands out as what should be a real treat.
0: All right, uh, let's play the game quickly. Can Patrick Stevens name the MLB teams that this particular player has played for? We begin with a pitcher who has pitched for four teams, or pitched for four teams during his career, which ended back in 2016. A three-time All-Star, a Cy Young Award winner, the four teams for Jake Peavy.
6: Jake Peavy's four teams are definitely San Diego, San Francisco, and Atlanta.
0: Um, not Atlanta. No, huh. no. Same he, was a whi-
6: he was a white. So- he, was he was definitely a white, a
0: white sock Yes. Okay, so I got three out of four there. Yes. Do you was want? He a- in Boston? Was he yeah, in Boston? Yeah, that was the one. Yes, Boston that was, was the, the other one. one. Okay. That was the other one. So, do you want to go with slam dunk to get a four for four? Or Do you want to go a little bit tougher? Wait, wait, wait. This let's one. Go, let's go with a slam. Let's go with a slam dunk let's, here to head into let's the Let's go later. with the slam dunk. A hall of famer, of course. Give me the four teams for Sammy Sosa. Well, not a Hall of Famer. I said Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's so funny. I said Hall of He's definitely not a Hall of Famer. Sorry. My apologies.
6: Danny S- Sosa, White Sox, Cubs, uh, Orioles, and Rangers, I believe.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, them. sir. At Discourse, d ones course on Twitter is how you follow him. He'll be at Towson tonight uh, for a big one. College Park on Friday, I assume. Um, enjoy yep. enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving, my friend, and we will talk again next Tuesday. Thank you as always for taking the time for us.
6: Awesome, one. Take care.
0: That's Patrick Stevens joining us as he does every Tuesday here on GCR. I did. I called Sammy Sosa a Hall of Famer. Like, he's clearly not in the Hall of Fame. Jeez, rough. All right, uh, hour number one of today's show is in the books. It was brought to you by the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Of course, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, baking, smoking, and grilling all kinds of food. You use that code TAILGATE. You save $100 when you order your Ginsu Kamado Grill at ginsugrills.com. Of course, you can come out to the uh, game day firehouse for every Baltimore home game this season and sample the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can also register to win your own as well as $500 worth of grilling and meats Ginsugrills.com and then stop by the Game Day Firehouse. 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Every Baltimore Game Day home home game. Not sure. I I, I guess I'm just going to say Ravens. If they get mad about that, they get mad about every Ravens home game this season. Stop by and see us at the Game Day Firehouse. All right. Uh, Still to come. Uh, scheduled to chat with Daniel Wilcox, former Ravens tight end, and then of course we'll get you ready for waiver wire Wednesday. We're getting to the nitty gritty, might be needing to salvage your season. Might need a couple of wins to make sure you get into the postseason. So who can help you do that? We will um, we'll talk to Joe Serpico here in a few minutes. Also coming up today, we will get you weekend. Sorry, not weekend bookies. Simply the bets. Simply the Bets, coming up, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. So that is all on the way on a Tuesday edition of the program. Um, from oh, By the way, good morning, John and Little Rock. John, where, I, John, I actually don't even realize, I don't remember where you are. Remind me where you are in the world right now, if you don't mind. Good morning, appreciate you, yes, and the Razorbacks did indeed. I actually watched a little bit of that yesterday because uh, I had... Legally placed a few dollars on them to cover against Louisville, which they did, although it was hairy for a bit. It was not a great start for Arkansas yesterday, but they ultimately uh, won comfortably, and I did indeed win legally that bet, which felt good. felt good to legally make some bets. Did not get an anytime touchdown score from Christian McCaffrey, so (laughs) on him. That was very disappointing, but other than that, it was a lovely day as we got our first taste of legal sports betting in the state of Maryland. All right, joining us now, one of my favorites, we love this man, former Ravens tight end, now the Believe in Ravens podcast. He is our buddy, Dan Wilcox, and he's back with us on GCR. Dan Wilcox, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm great, Glenn. How are you today, man? Everything is good, man. What's uh, what's Thanksgiving look like in the Wilcox house?
8: Man, we're going to my wife's cousin's house, and you know they're going to have a whole spread. It's going to be some crazy stuff, man. Right. Like
0: some of you seen in one of
8: the old Roman time movies with a <laughs> turkey leg sticking in your head and stuff like that. Give it's me be crazy.
0: give me the one thing that maybe when you were playing, of course people realize for football players, you can't do it up on Thanksgiving. You, you got to turn around and play a football game in three days. Sometimes obviously that day. Um, what Once your career ended, what was the thing that you were able to most enjoy on Thanksgiving that you had to use a little bit more restraint with during your career
8: to be honest with you i always ate what i wanted to eat glenn and most of us on thanksgiving we picked out we took a plate with us to go we did the whole thing nobody cared about the game you know the day of the game when you're playing on thanksgiving day of course you're eating like that day because you're running out there to play you know but most of us are not playing we're chilling man we're we at the house watching the game like everybody else and unfortunately we don't get a chance to go back to our hometown and spend that time with our family so as soon as thanksgiving as soon as you're done playing you you retire and that's the first thing you do is start spending thanksgiving with your family the whole family when you're playing in the league usually your family try to come to you but it's only it's a minimum family situation you know mom dad maybe little bro and sis you know um you don't get a chance to see the entire family aunties and uncles and cousins and all that type of stuff man so um, as soon as you retire, you try to get home and try to spend that that big massive Thanksgiving with the family and, and make it as nice as you could possibly make it, you know. But we all load our plates up; we all fat guys on, on Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> Not worried about yeah. it. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with the consequences later. We'll take care of that. Um, Dan, Absolutely. you know, we we talked about the game yesterday, and I got the sense that you know, yeah. if look, if the Ravens had scored 13 points, if they were the Denver Broncos and they couldn't score all season long, I'd be concerned about that. But this is an outlier for this Ravens team, what happened on Sunday. And it came off to me very much like a team that said, we don't need to take any risks at all. Um, We know that this defense is holding their own against a Panthers team that didn't have a ton to offer to begin with. And, you know, even the run game, which had been working, was not working. You combine that with insane win conditions. And why go for it on fourth down? Why force anything at all down the field why not just be willing to play to our defense and go win a football game and move on? I'm willing to dismiss when people say, I, you know, I'm nervous about how the offense played. I'm a little bit more willing to be dismissive of that because I do think it was part of the strategy. What did you make of how things played out against the Panthers?
8: I mean, you already said it all, Jen. I, I think you're absolutely right, man. I, I think what the Ravens game plan was going into it was like these next three or four games, you know, they're going to be hard games because they're NFL games, but they're not like, You know, it's not like we're going out to play the, the, you know, the top teams in the NFL right now. Let's not – let's hold our cards. Let's not show them everything that we got. You know, let's just be patient, you know, and um, take what they give us on offense and not, you know, not try to exploit the big plays or put ourselves in dangerous spots and just not open up our offense too much because we're going to need it, you know, come playoff time. So we're going to work on those plays and continue to work on them in practice, you know, but these next two or three games, you know, let's just try to, you know, minimize our offense as best we can, make it a little bit generic, so then we do get to the playoffs, people don't kind of got low to sleep a little bit. You know, this is probably the the softest part of their schedule right now. Right. You know, so it's like, why show too much? You know, if you win by seven, if you win by three, as long as you win, that's all that matters. But you still want to put teams away. You know, so let's let's not, you know, let's not get that part of the game twisted. You want to be able to put these teams away. You don't want them to, to be too close and give them hope that they can beat you by the
0: end of the game. Dan, they have clearly prioritized time of possession, right? And they've been doing it, for the most part, without either of their top two running backs over these last three games. Um, and they're, you're, we're thinking that Gus Edwards could be back as soon as this Sunday and J.K. Dobbins after that. But, you know, it's been pretty dominant with time of possession. It was over 38 minutes for the New Orleans and the Tampa games. It was a You know, they had about a 6-minute and 30-second advantage on Sunday against the Panthers. Is, is that enough? Like, can they do this? Can they dominate time of possession? The defense is clearly trending in an, in a dominant direction with the addition of Roquan Smith. Will that be enough, not just for them, as you point out, to get through this stretch of the season, but can they translate that into beating the best teams in the AFC when we get to the postseason?
8: Absolutely, man. It definitely will transition, you know, but time of possession is not enough. You know, it's not just time of possession. You know, you got, I always say you got to win two phases of the game, Glenn. You know, whether it's offense and defense or, you know, offense and special teams or defense and special teams, you know, however it's going to be, you got to win at least two of those three phases. And um, if you can win those two phases, you know, either two of those phases and also um, win the time of possession battle and the turnover battle, man, you'll never lose. You know, I mean, you look at the statistics and, you know, they call it analytics and stuff now, but you can go through all the analytics and stuff like that and look at when a team has won, you know, time of possession, two phases of the game, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. And um, a and turnover battle, they, I promise you it's probably 100% win rate. You know, that's how you win games in this, in this league, man. You know, controlling the football, you know, controlling the clock, you know, understanding what the time is in the game and those big plays, third and short, third and long, you know, whether we should go for it on fourth and short, you know, time management and clock management is a huge part of it and just, and just taking care of the ball is a huge part of it. You know, if I never give you a turnover then you never you never beat me, if you never get me off the field – the only way you win in time of position if, you, if the offense stays on the field, mm-hmm. that means I'm converting downs. I'm converting third, you know, short, you know, short and long, second and long, third person longs. I'm converting to first down, so I keep the ball on offense. If yeah, that means your offense doesn't get on the field, how can they score? You know, if you don't turn the ball over, that means the defense isn't scoring either. So if you if you if you control the clock and you don't turn the ball over, it's gonna be real hard for the other team to beat you, especially if you score some points.
0: I, I asked we're talk, chatting with Dan Wilcox here on GCR. I asked that because, and I'm sure you'll understand, there are a number of Ravens fans who watch that game on Sunday, then they sit around Sunday night, and they watch the Chiefs game. And they come away from it saying, how are we going to beat that, though? Like, you know, you can do everything you want to do with holding the ball, and but if you give them the yep. ball for, for 13 seconds, they're going to go beat you. Like, that's just, that's what they do, and can the Ravens match up with that? And I... Obviously, the answer is we don't know, and 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 we'll see if we end up finding out should these teams meet in the playoffs. But I, I guess do you understand the concern that some fans have about, man, It can you do this and beat that?
8: Absolutely, Glenn. I understand the concern of the fans. I understand everybody's thought process. I get it, but I'm telling you right now, yes, you can beat that. If, if Patrick Mahomes don't get the ball, he can't score. You don't see the offense that's so explosive and scoring all the points. And if the defense at Baltimore continues to mature and grow the way they are, then they're stopping most of that stuff anyway. Let's say they win, Patrick Mahomes win 50-50 of his possessions, but he only gets the ball, you know, um, 10 minutes of the game. So he only got the ball four possessions the entire game, right? He scored two touchdowns off that four minutes, and the other two, he got stopped by the defense. Our offense had the ball the rest of the time. Every time they got it, they scored. We also had four positions, but scored all four positions. We went 28, 28, 20, uh, 28 to 14, you know. So, at the end of the day, controlling the clock, not turning the ball over, and playing great defense, to me, I mean, you, you're winning everything. If you win the special team battle as well, then you're controlling field position. I mean, you never get the ball backed up. You're always pinning them down in the end zone. You know, you're always getting the ball in midfield. You know, you're getting the ball in great, in great positions, you know. So, I mean – the Ravens have a complete team, and I think I honestly, Glenn, I'm not going. I'm just I'm going to put this out there. I think they're the best seven and three team right now in the NFL. Okay, you know we lost two early in the season with a new DC. You know guys still kind of on IR, banged up a little bit, and guys trying to learn a new defensive scheme that didn't even play the entire preseason, and now they're trying to communicate with each other to 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 make things happen. And it's just a bunch of miscommunications, and we give up two easy two sure wins that we had not Sure, easy, but sure we had the Dolphins. Throughout, yep. allowed them to come back and beat us off just miscommunications, of just having a new DC and new guys and guys trying to you know play with each other that hadn't played with each other and everybody looking at each other shaking their heads, you know. So I really feel like the Ravens are the best seven and three team in the NFL. They could easily right now be nine, but eight and one
0: easily. So, so let me let me, let me talk about that defense, Dan, because as you point out, like they have come together. The addition of Roquan Smith has been. I mean, somehow even better than we expected. And, and we expected him to be Roquan Smith, right? Like, I mean, it's amazing right. what this dude is doing. Patrick Queen is playing out of his mind. Marlon Humphrey is playing like Marlon Humphrey again. Um, you know, Justin Matabike has been really good. You were around a lot of good defenses. And I, you know, between Tampa and Baltimore, you know a thing or two about really good defenses. And I'm not trying to pretend like this defense can be that because we know the NFL has changed the rules and, you can't play defense like those teams played defense back in the day any longer. But uh, do you see this becoming that type of dominant defense that, it? you know, it's not just the Panthers. To your point, that this can travel, this can go on the road, and, and it almost doesn't matter what you're up against. This unit can be the type that can play well against any team in the NFL. Well,
8: I'm going to tell you right now, Glenn, man, I I love having these conversations with you because your questions are phenomenal. So. When I when I all I could do when I look at the Ravens team as a whole, offense, defense with special teams as a unit. You got a special teams head coach that really te- you know pays attention to the special team category because mm-hmm. he knows how how important that is. And then you got a general manager, Eric DeCosta, you still got Ozzy Newsom, the go- the guru, you know, there if you need a shoulder to lean on, he got him. You know, so you got two masterminds doing that. And then you got two of the probably the best player personnel guys, you know, and George Cocaine's and Joe Ortiz up in the up in the front office. You know, so when you, it, it always starts at the top and rolls its way down. This, this defense, to me, is full of speed, full of athleticism, full of explosiveness, full of big play potential, and also they're ball hawks. You got a ball hawks all the way across the board from the new kids you brought in, Hamilton, both of your corners. You know, Peters, um, um and and you know, 44 freaking, I mean, you you got some studs. The linebacker core just got so much freaking better with Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen and um, Roquan Smith back there at the linebacker spots. I think that's a really good combination for success. And then you got some young guys that still haven't even played on the field yet and they're coming off off injuries that's going to be ready to make some plays for you towards the end of part of the season. You know, Houston is playing lights out right now. You still got Clarence Campbell in the middle of the field. I think this team will be – I think this team is the best team in the NFL. And I really honestly believe they're going to have a shot at the Super Bowl this year. I think they put all the pieces into place. You got the best quarterback in the NFL. I think Lamar Jackson is number one. If you ask me, across the board, I love his athleticism. I love his touch on the ball. He throws a great football. He feeds the tight end a lot. You got to love that, you know. And um, hmm. before you know it, you know our running back room is going to be our running back room is already elite. You know, they just banged up and they injured. You know, once they get healthy fully, you got Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Dobbins, um, King, Drake has had a heck of a year this this year. I think they still should keep feeding him. I think this is a recipe for a really, 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 really successful football team. You know, I think the defense is going to continue to get better. I can't even say it enough. I don't think the offense has played a good game all year, and we're still 7-3, and three, and we lost two games that we should have won due to the offense, put us in a great situation, but the defense crapped out on us. Now the defense is coming around, and the offense is kind of playing still – I think I think they're playing good football, but they have yet to put together the game that blows your mind and be like, oh, my God, these Mm -hmm. guys are for real. You know, so I think I really do believe, you know, now you got Stanley back, you know, the left tackle's back. You got Big Morgan on the other side. You know, you got the young kid, you know, Linderbaum in the middle that's doing a phenomenal job in the middle leading these guys. And I really do think it's a recipe for success. I think the Ravens may be going to a Super Bowl this year. I haven't been to a game yet this year, Glenn. And I'm really saving it because I, I I want them to give me a free playoff ticket,
0: man. You know, man. You so, and me hopping on a plane, going out to Phoenix, <laughs> doing the doing the shows together again at the Super Bowl. It's been a long time, man. That sounds I'm pretty good you, to me. Man, that sounds I'm pretty excited. good to me, man. Look, you are uh, you're you're getting me. You're getting you're getting my juices flowing talking about it like this, man. You know I'm you know I'm the pragmatist, Dan. You know that's the way that I am. I need I need to see a little bit more of it. I need to see it keep going. But <laughs> I I love the sounds of it. I love everything about what you're saying. And I and I pray to God that you are proved to be pathetic about this, and that one day we end up um we end up having a conversation, and you saying, "Dude, I tried telling you at Thanksgiving. I tried yep. telling you that this is the way Correct. it's going, man. I I love the sounds of it." All right. Yeah, Lamar. Lamar got Lamar got something to prove this year. You know, he's not. You know, he's
8: playing. He's playing for his contract, of course. But he's also playing from respect, for respect, for the entire league. You know, he's he's tired of the critics. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's tired of hearing everybody. You know, doubting him or whatever. Sure. You know, Justin Fields have a couple of good games of running the ball. Now he's the best rushing quarterback in the NFL. You know, yeah, it's,
0: that's. It's, way it it doesn't even make
8: sense, bro. Like it's, you know, the stuff don't even make sense. You know, the stuff that goes on in the league, man. It's just. You know, the media sometimes put, you know, a bad light over things. and I just – I honestly feel like Lamar Jackson is – I, I was just in a barbershop getting a haircut yesterday, and that's all we was talking about. You know, one of the guys is a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, and then there's a couple guys in there that's Ravens fans because I've been going to this barbershop since I was 12. You know, so they love the Ravens. You know, so they was going back and forth about Lamar and Dak Prescott. You know, who would you take? Then I came in, they started asking me who would I take. I'd take Lamar all day long. I love Dak. I think Dak's a heck of a quarterback. But at the end of the day, there's n- it's nothing else in the game right now that's close to Lamar Jackson. The closest thing is a guy that's about five six, and he plays in Arizona.
0: And and if I'm being honest with you, mm, I don't think he's nearly as good. <laughs> I mean, like I just don't think
8: he is. Bro. I said the closest, the yeah, closest thing to him.
0: I don't think he's there's nearly else, as good, man. There's
8: nothing else out there like it, man. I'm yeah. telling you, he's. He's elite. I mean, the kid wins the Heisman. He wins the hey, Heisman bro. Trophy his sophomore year in college.
0: Hey, bro. I mean, you know, I know.
8: Then he wins MVP his sophomore year in the NFL. I
0: just, I just wish they would give him a another wide receiver or two every now and then, Dan Wilcox. He don't uh, need one. I uh, promise you, he don't need
8: one. I, no, know, Tom Brady won the NFL with all white receivers. Nobody, <laughs> everybody was scratching their head like, "How the heck is this possible? All white receivers at the skill spot, and Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl." Everybody scratching their head. He don't need another receiver, man. He got Bateman. He got Duranay. He got Deshaun Jackson. Oh. He got Mark Andrews. He got Isaiah Likely. Man, he's loaded at receiver right now. That's People right. just don't give you know, the tight ends the respect they deserve. But he got some freaking studs. And James Proce. He got a great – James Proce to me, is the next Wes Welker, Wayne Corbett-type receiver. When are we going to see it, wait, Dan? When are we going to see he's that? He's <sighs> waiting to explode on the scene. You know what I'm saying? Man. And the good thing about him, he's a slack. So it's coming. Just be patient, man. Just be patient.
0: By the way, dude, that the Tom Brady won with all white receivers is one of my all-time favorite quotes that you've ever. Heard. He don't. He don't need one. <laughs> Tom Brady won the NFL with all white receivers. Is I, I can say
8: that stuff it's now. It's a ten and a half. That's I'm retired now, man. That is so
7: <laughs> great.
0: Oh, Dan Wilcox, um, yeah. uh, believe in Ravens. Of course, is the podcast with he and Bo. Are Are you guys doing it this way? And Bo's off in like Mexico, right? Spending some time with some family. Man,
8: Bo. Yeah, Bo, you know, his son is coming down from Notre Dame. He's over in Mexico with the fam, man. I told him to go enjoy his break. Don't even think about doing a podcast. We're, gonna, we're not going to do a, um, a recap. We did the one, the pre-show before the game. Yeah. But we're not going to do a recap until he gets back from Mexico. So we'll talk about it next week sometime. It. You know, I just want people to enjoy Thanksgiving, man, and spend the time with their families. And just remember, you know, you see people dying every single day out here. You know, don't forget that, you know, that this could be any of us. You can go to the supermarket now, and it's freaking serial man. killer coming in and kill everybody. Uh, you know so i mean you're not safe no matter where you go so just take this time man, and just really reflect on how much you really care about your loved ones and the, and the people that are closest to
0: you dan wilcox love you my friend uh very happy thanksgiving to you your whole family love all of them uh appreciate you as always let's talk again real soon all right it's...
8: thanks man man love you too man happy Thanksgiving, thank bro. you brother
0: dan wilcox
8: god he's the best
0: And we got to grab a break we have to grab a break we're we're so far behind it's insane um, that's that is a ten and a half. By the way, we can put that up on uh on on what is TikTok? We'll throw that one up on TikTok a little bit later on, Micah, because that was gold. I don't know if I'm ready to go with them, the best team in football, but it, I'm all on board. <laughs> well,
1: I I loved his uh his how he got to that point because he said because I'll type it up the tweets and he yeah. said they're the best seven and three team right in the Yeah, he just kept he just kept he working. They his could way. be nine and one. Yeah, right. They're kept, the best team. Kept working league. his way there, which <laughs> I, love. I love convincing that. himself.
0: Yeah. Hey, man, I'm all in. Uh, Hey, Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley caught up with, um, oh, God, Mike Bordick, of course. That's who it was yesterday for a great show. You can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. We'll get you set for waiver Wire Wednesday next with our guy Joe Serpico. It's Glenn Clark Radio. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity
4: employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org.
0: The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com at and food and
5: drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Looking for a simple holiday
0: meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for
5: details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookie's every other Thursday at 1140 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too.
0: All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the program. Hey, don't forget that the Tyus Bowser Show returns one week from tonight, Tuesday, November 29th. We will be at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold, part of town that no one ever goes to for these types of events. So if you're in that part of town, this might legitimately be your only chance and I have to drive like an hour in order to to come out and uh, hang out for an event like this. Please come join us next Tuesday night, Mother's Peninsula Grill, Tyus Bowser Show with Tyus and a special guest. It's all brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership with PressBox and Grade 8's memorabilia. You can find out more right now by going to pressboxonline.com slash bowser. All right, joining us now, he is PressBox's fantasy football analyst. He is our buddy, Mr. Joe Serpico, and he's with us to preview waiver Wire Wednesday. What's going on, Joe? How are you, pal?
10: I'm hanging in there. I woke up this morning with my first fan duel loss in the state of Maryland. I'm not
0: too happy about Argentina right now. I had a pretty good day (laughs) myself yesterday. I got, you know, again, I squeezed in as many as I could in these seven, what, eight hours we were allowed to bet. Yesterday I squeezed in as many as I could. I came out on top by about 180 bucks. So pretty good day. Now admittedly, I I'm not going to be able to bet like that most days cuz I really was doing a bet the bit during the soccer match where I was just like looking for a college basketball game that was going on right then. I'm like tennessee state cal state northridge hell yeah i'm gonna bet on that it was a pretty reckless oh man it was a great day to be able to do it. i won't be like that every day but it was a good day for me with a reminder everybody should go to pressboxonline.com slash offers pressboxonline.com slash offers if you wait any longer you're gonna miss out because these are all pre-registration bonuses and tomorrow everything goes live so this is your last chance there's up to two thousand dollars worth of pre-registration bonuses that you can claim right now at pressboxonline.com/offers. Um, I'm also, speaking of regretful decisions, Joe. Really glad that I went all in on Kadarius Tony last week instead of going all in on Christian Watson. That paid off for me big time.
10: Oh, I feel bad for you there. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, pretty sure when we talked last week, I would say, "Hey, wait one more week uh, to see what would happen with Watson." Yeah. And sure enough, Watson had another two touchdown game uh i was like I, I believe i said last week i was a little hesitant on tony as well i didn't think he put up a, a major dud like he did but especially you know with all the injuries with juju and Miko being hard uh being out you would have thought that tony would have done at least something for something, you but anything nope, at all it- exactly anything at all uh so yeah that was that was definitely a buzzkill and obviously watson is somebody this week uh you know, I said last week to pick him up. If he's still somehow available, you absolutely got to add him to your team just because it looks like right now he is uh, Aaron Rodgers' preferred target. Now, I don't know how much that's going to be uh, going against the Eagles this week. They got that ridiculous secondary. But he's somebody you probably want to have on your team uh, as we get down on the home stretch of the
0: yeah. fantasy
10: regular season. It's so weird to say that, that we're yeah. almost done already. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it might be too late for your pal. Might be a little too late at this point. Uh, let's talk about... A guy that I did pick up, or actually I was holding him on my IR, and I activated him, I played him last week, and it looked pretty good. Uh, I think there's reasons for excitement, and I feel like Traylon Burks, if he's available, should definitely be somebody that people should be grabbing.
10: Yeah, I mean, the Titans used a a high-round pick on him, thinking that he would be the guy that would uh, take over the spot vacated by A.J. Brown. Uh, Obviously, injuries kind of derailed that for, well, most of the first half of the season, but it looks like he kind of just Instantly returned to the lineup and became a huge factor. And, you know, as long as teams are going to be stacking the box against Derrick Henry, which, is you know, if you're, if you're going against the Titans, that is uh, that is your number one problem there. That just opens up one-on-ones for Burks. And we kind of saw this past weekend that he has the ability to uh, not only use his big body, but he's also got a little bit of downfield speed to get open. So, yeah, that's another guy absolutely uh, you want to add your uh, to your roster. Both of those rookie receivers are kind of coming in on their own now. Uh, you know, we haven't seen many of the other rookies this season. I think it was a little bit earlier this year we thought Drake London might be that guy. Garrett Wilson's had some flashes here and there. I and mean, Chris Alave looked, and
0: Chris Alave's looked like that oh. dude, yeah.
10: I I did have a I did have a brain fart there yeah. about Alave. Yes, you're right about that. Yeah. But yes, the rest of the guys kinda you know, they took them the first first round or two kind of uh you know, haven't really lived up to the hype, but those last two names that we uh, were just talking about and Watson and Burks definitely need to be rostered at this point of the season
0: uh with that in mind one that returns to practice this week um i i, I are you grabbing jamison williams
10: uh, he was somebody that i was kind of hoping to stash the early part of the season then you know because the roster you know, flexibility i couldn't really do so much but it's hard to you know kind of rely on a guy who's coming off pretty you know pretty major injury as well um but yeah, if you haven't opened the roster spot, I won't say I would use a waiver claim on it. Okay. Somebody I'm gonna pick up on thir- you know, somebody I'll pick up on Thursday. Kinda of, you know, kinda of like I said a couple of weeks ago about Watson, kinda of wait and see how the uh lions go to use him. Uh, I would be surprised if he comes back to play just because they are playing on Thanksgiving. Right. Is, you know, kind of a quick turnaround, but you know, let's say, you know, in the next couple of weeks, you know because let's face it, the Lions other than uh I'm on Ross St. Brown, who's been an awesome fantasy player if you've had him on your team this season. But just because of the way uh the Lions have kind of uh past few weeks, golf hasn't looked like the guy that we've saw, let's say the first like five, six weeks of the season, I'd be a little bit hesitant to uh use a significant fab on him. But at the same time, this is the time of the year there isn't really a whole lot of guys you can use fab on. Mostly we're you know we're we're scrapping at the end of the barrel at this point in the season.
0: Yeah, if you are if you have not guaranteed a playoff spot yet, you might as well start spending your fab, because otherwise you're going to be holding on to it to try to compete for seventh place or something like that. Not really worth 100% it. That's all right. Uh, Joe Serpico from PressBox with us here on GCR. Joe, on your waiver Wire Wednesday list at PressBoxOnline.com, I, I get it. I see some IJP Ryan at the top. It's, a, it's an awkward spot for me, because I don't know how much we know yet about Joe Mixon, how hard are you really going on the waiver wire and with Fab for Samajay P. Ryan, knowing that if you know Joe Mixon, you know they don't play on Thursday. If he's able to come back and play next week, I I assume you you probably wouldn't be playing Samajay P. Ryan at that point.
10: No, you're absolutely right about that. You know, obviously, if Mixon's in the lineup, uh, he's somebody you can't necessarily rely on, but like we've talked about the past couple of weeks, this is that time of the year where you want to try to grab as many of your handcuffs as possible as well, especially if you own Joe Mixon, you know, God forbid you end up in yeah. this weekend without a, uh, you know, without a running back, just because you didn't, you know, do your due diligence to uh, pick up the handcuffs there. So he's somebody, and he scored two of those three touchdowns this past week. And while Mixon was still in the lineup and then obviously got featured a lot more uh, after the fact. Now, even with the case with P. Ryan, you know he's—they're still going to mix in their other running back, Chris Evans. He, they say he's more in the pass-catching uh, running back. but uh, you know we saw this past weekend that it was uh, it was P. Ryan catching the three touchdown passes. But you know if Mixon's not in your lineup, you kind of just don't want to sell yourself short and not have an option there. And again, like I've kind of alluded to in previous weeks, you know this is that time of the year whether it's you know P. Ryan or Alexander or Madison or you know some of these other guys that are your high round picks that. You don't want to basically just kind of be left without anything when you get to, let's say, the fantasy playoffs. Knock on wood, we're all hopefully there. And, you know, you're basically kind of like, oh, crap, I've got nobody to go with in these, you know, most important weeks of the year.
0: Yeah, that is important. You make a very good point. Um, A couple other guys that go down, uh, you know, we're just talking about rookie receivers. Wandale Robinson actually was one that was fairly effective, uh, was certainly effective on Sunday until it all came to a, a halt. Um, you think that Darius Slayton's the guy to have? Correct?
10: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those two have been the only two that you can kind of rely on the Giants' passing game this season. Uh, we've seen some flashes where uh Richie James kind of, uh, you know, spurts here and there. It looks like he could be somebody, but he's not somebody you can rely on fantasy. Kenny Galladay arguably might have been the uh, the worst signing in Giants' history in the past, let's say, let ten years or yeah. so. They haven't got anything on the return of value that they're giving him. I think the Ravens dodged a bullet with him. I know a lot of fans wanted him a couple of years ago. But back to Slate, yeah, he's somebody that, you know, he was always kind of involved. You know, he's another guy that's kind of battled injuries throughout his career. But he's kind of the last man standing right now with the Giants, uh, somebody who's getting a ton of targets because, again, there's really not a whole lot of options there. So, yeah, if you're really in a pinch, you know, we, we talked about it just two seconds ago. You know, if you really need a receiver play, especially at this time of year where the flex plays are uh, – are few and far between. Uh, Slayton's a guy that looks like he's going to get a ton of looks. It still runs through. Saquon Barkley, don't get me wrong, but it looks like if they're going to get any action in the passing game, that Slayton's the guy you want there.
0: Of course, uh, tight end has been a hellscape this season, unless you have uh, Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, or I guess last night George Kittle, but even that one's been up and down this season. Um, Kyle Pitts wasn't necessarily killing it, but was certainly among the more reliable at the group of, of players that aren't reliable whatsoever. Uh, where might you possibly find help if you're a Kyle Pitts owner?
10: Yeah, that's a tough blow. You know, the kid's got talent. He just hasn't, like you said, he just hasn't gotten the ball the way that we thought he was going to get the ball, especially coming off the thousand yard season last year. Um, the two names that I have listed this week, one being Juwan James, uh, He's got five touchdowns in five past games. I believe he's tight end number two since week six or seven, wow. which honestly kind of blows my mind, uh, considering that the Saints really, you know, there they haven't been the uh, the Saints of the past, let's just say. So, yeah, Juwan James is somebody who's getting a lot of looks lately. Now, he is super touchdown defendant, but, you know, we've that time of year when, you know, that's what we're I'm looking for. Anybody who's getting red zone targets at the tight end position, just because of the injury. You mentioned Pitts and there's got it. Zach it's like, you know, everybody who was probably taking, let's say, in the first eight picks is, is slowly but surely um, going down. And then, like you mentioned, even Kittle, I'm not necessarily too high on him. He's actually on my list of guys to sell. Um, another one that I listed this week is somebody who was probably drafted not so high this year, but let's say in years past, and that's the commander's tight end, Logan Thomas. When he is healthy, he seems to be a contributing factor. Uh, we've seen in the past couple of weeks Taylor Heineke is, Got to be the commander's quarterback moving forward. I, I don't think it should matter they their paying, whence or whatever draft capital they gave up to get him. But, uh, yeah, those are two guys that, again, I mean, we're really throwing darts at the board here, just kind of hoping for somebody to just get you some points. So those are two options for you right there.
0: All right. Now, anybody else that we should be thinking about, not just for waiver wire Wednesday, but obviously, as you mentioned, somebody that could end up sliding perhaps through to Thursday and being somebody that you should be picking up?
10: Yeah, one name that I kind of uh, kind of surprised me a little bit yesterday was the release of Melvin Gordon by the Broncos. Now he's been, you know, he's had fumble big time this year. But when Chase Edmonds went down with injury, you know, you kind of thought that uh, Melvin Gordon was still going to stick around. Uh, so that gives the job to Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray, I'm assuming, is probably rostered by now. So that leaves a name that uh, maybe a couple of years ago was a a fantasy darling, and that would be Marlon Mack. Uh, he's now next in line for them there. So, you know, like I said before, if you're looking for a handcuff that might be something that helps you out come the fantasy playoff time, uh, that's a guy right there, Marlon Mack, the old Indianapolis Colts guy that's kind of bounced around and been forgotten about.
0: It's interesting. The other name that we didn't bring up at all, like should somebody be stashing DeMarcus Robinson at this point?
10: Let's see. That's another one. That's kind of tough to rely on. I know he's had a couple of decent weeks uh but this Ravens passing offense is a little, little tough to rely on outside of you know we talked about Mark Andrews. He's the one. He's the one constant that's in the offense. You know we we've kind of hoped all season it would be uh, let's you know you can just go down the line. We thought it would be Bateman first, then we thought it would be maybe Likely, then we thought maybe for a couple of games it would be Proshay, then we thought it would be Deshaun Jackson. So it's kind of hard to rely on anybody outside of Mark Andrews when it comes to the Ravens passing offense. This is clearly they've gone back to 2019 formers ground and pound you just almost wish that the you know they had the same pass efficiency that they had in the uh, 2009 uh mvp season but you know it's kind of hard to rely on anybody other than andrews right I now
0: hear ya. i hear you i hear you i just don't i mean i don't I, I, again it's a hellscape for some of us all right he is joe serpico at joe serp on twitter is how you follow him you can see his stuff every day at pressboxonline.com joe serpico happy thanksgiving my friend we'll talk to you again next tuesday all right it's-
10: same to you guys. We'll talk that.
0: Appreciate you. Joe Serpico checking in with us here on GCR. If you haven't picked up the print issue of PressBox, it's available right now. Go get it. In your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Kevin Willard is on the cover. Inside, we introduce you to men's and women's D1 players from around the state. PressboxOnline.com to read it. And again, get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations where you find Pressbox. We come back in. Tidbit, Tubular, and Simply the Bets. Glenn Clark Radio. and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery.
9: That first sip, that first bite, Mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms.
8: What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Greg H. Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And, of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 105.7 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at pressboxonline.com bowser.
0: The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 29th at Mother's Peninsula Grill, 969 Ritchie Highway in Arnold. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill.
3: Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and v Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports' Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday
0: really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com at Glory
5: Days Grill great food good sports check out jeremy khan's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners and speaking of winners here's a man who once won a media curling contest and i don't think anything else he's glenn clark Ginsu Kamado Grill.
0: Go to ginsugrills.com right now. Use the code tailgate and save $100 when you order your Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for grilling, baking, searing, and smoking all kinds of food. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It is a gem in our city Find out more. If you have not, maybe this weekend, you get a long weekend, you get past Thursday, you got a little bit of time. I know a lot of people try to get together with, like, high school friends during the course of this week, people that you haven't seen in a long time. I'd encourage you to maybe elevate that night out instead of going to, like, a neighborhood dive bar. No offense. Everybody enjoys a nice neighborhood dive bar. Maybe you step up your game You hang out at Guilford Hall Brewery, GuilfordHall.com. What you got? All right,
1: so uh, Devontae Adams caught uh, a couple touchdowns over over the weekend, and that brought his total up to ten on the season, which is his sixth year, sixth season, of having ten or more receiving touchdowns. Which put puts puts him mm. in some very uh, elite company. Can you name the five others, five other receivers that have done that? Six. So ten, um, six seasons of Randy 10 Moss. Points. That is correct. He is tied for first with nine seasons. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, also with nine seasons. Um, Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens, yes, with eight. Tied for third.
0: Yeah, you want to say Calvin Johns, but he didn't play that long.
1: Uh Chris Carter. Calvin Johnson had four. Uh yeah. yes, Chris Carter has six. That is who uh Devontae Adams is tied with now. Did I have a chance to go five for five here? Well, you said Calvin Johnson, I guess. You said No, you I said I wanted to say not. Calvin Johnson, okay. but right, you don't. Yeah, then what, yeah. Then yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh, Larry. Only five. Son of a bitch. Only five seasons. Son of a bitch. Um Marvin Harrison. There you go. Marvin Harrison had eight seasons. Not bad. Jerry, Not Randy, bad. Marvin Harrison, Terrell Owens, Chris Carter, and Devonte. So, so Adams. we played uh, trivia with John Proctor last evening
0: at um, a location that doesn't spend any money with us. So I won't be sponsored. I won't be saying anything about them. <laughs> and uh, the question was: Name the four players with the most receiving yards in the two thousands. So from two thousand to two thousand nine, that decade of the two thousands. And admittedly, we only went three for four.
1: Do you want to venture any guesses? Most receiving yards during that decade. Mm-hmm. Mm, man, Marvin Harrison. I it, guess. That was one we guessed. That was the one we were wrong wow. about. We were very surprised by that revelation. Jeez. Uh dang. Who was who was really good? I guess Terrell Owens. Yes, that would be a good guess. That would be a very right, good right. guess. Terrell Owens. Um, let's see. Let's see. Who else? Most receiving yards mm-hmm. in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Why can't I think of any two thousands? He was third, by the way. Go ahead, Micah. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. No, would yeah, be that's second. That's yes. a, great guess. a pretty, I don't know why I don't pretty think obvious guess. Yeah. Yes. Derek Mason. <laughs> yes, that what? was the really? one we missed. <laughs> I don't need a to guess A close anymore. friend of mine,
0: <laughs> Derek Mason, wow. is fourth in receiving yards in the two thousands, <laughs> and I. We didn't even bring We named like 10 people. Wow. We risked them all out. We were like, all right, we're going to go with, we went with, by the way, the one you're missing, we got is
1: number one. Number one. Number one. Uh, not Randy Moss. Yeah. No, no, we Morgan already got Harris. Moss. We already got Owens, Mason. That's not, two, three, and four.
0: Reggie Her- Wayne. Not Reggie Wayne. Number one, Torrey Holt. We got ah, that one. So Tory we got Harris. Holt. We got Moss. We got Owens. We went with Harrison as our fourth. And we had t- we had named it. We had named Chris Carter. We had like we gone through the list. Could it be Isaac Bruce. Could it be? We're like doing the math. And when did Larry Fitzgerald get in the league? Is it possible? Like, could it be? Is it Steve Smith? Like, we're literally naming through everyone. We never even mentioned Derek, Derek Mason. Mason's name. And sure enough, Derek Mason. We, we talk about Chad Johnson. I mean, we threw out everybody.
1: That's Reggie Wayne, the whole deal. Mark Clayton had four seasons of ten plus touchdowns.
0: Not that Mark Clayton.
1: It's the other Mark Clayton.
0: Mark Clayton from Miami. Correct. Not from the, the Ravens. Mark Clayton. That's not a thing. All right, very good. Totally Tubular is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The Comfort Classic seasonal menu is available right now. The bourbon butter cake. Griffin, how do you feel about the bourbon butter cake? Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> the twisted ribs and wings combo. Nirvana head smells like teen spirit. Griffin has, oh, my God. It's so good. The winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the wings of gold, Um, the seasonal side is the charred green beans. Pair it all with a blood orange bourbon cider, a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website. Get your order in right now. Now. Now, damn it, now. All right, here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Uh, As we mentioned, big one at Towson this evening, Coppin State Towson, and it's on television. I'd encourage you to go check it out, but if you can't make it, you can go to uh, NBC Sports Washington because nothing says Washington quite like Coppin State taking on Towson. Just nothing at all that screams Washington quite the same way. A lot of things I don't understand, man. A lot of things. So
1: to be Televised? Yes, it's on NBC. That's what I was just saying. Excellent. Excellent. I'm trying to build it up. Excited
0: uh espn plus umbc is at umbc greensboro at seven mount st mary's is at pacific at 10 you can see it on the wcc network uh mentioned two big ones in maui tonight on espn you have both uh, creighton arkansas at eight san diego state at arizona at ten thirty. all the rest of the hoops find at GlenClarkRadio.com. uh world cup mexico poland going on right now i haven't even checked i don't know what's going on there uh, oh, you got 0 0 at halftime. 0 0 at the half. Thank you. That's on Fox at 2 o'clock, France and Australia. Earlier today, of course, the stunner. And Saudi Arabia defeated Argentina 2-1, and Denmark and Tunisia finished in a draw. Maction tonight on ESPNU, Bowling Green in Ohio at 7 o'clock. And on TNT, Net Sixers, 7.30. Lakers Suns at 10. NHL Network for Sabres, Canadiens at
1: 7. USA Network for WWE, NXT at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? Yeah, while you're flipping back and forth between the Cop and Towson game, it is the season 8 finale of Bachelor in Paradise on okay. ABC. So. I've got Dave. I don't I don't even, I don't, I, I don't you know might, how Black basically right. how sure.
0: works. I'm not really sure. Do you win or is it just everybody going and like hooking up I think up you for, win. How do you know. win though? I don't know. Like do you I don't get know.
1: married? Do you just I don't know, whatever. Uh Kristen Bell will be on Jimmy Kimmel. Michael Strahan on Fallon. Kumail Nanjiani is on Seth Meyers for his new show which also comes out today on Hulu. That's the uh, the one about the Chippendales guy, correct? correct. Welcome, that one actually looks pretty it good. Does look weird, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Um, cuz he started the first ever male strip club. And it's based on a true story, I think. Yeah, apparently. Um, so that's on Hulu. Uh, Trevor Noah has a comedy special on Netflix, as well as Our Universe, which is a, like a documentary short four-part series about the history of the universe. Morgan Freeman voices it and narrates uh, the history of the universe on Netflix. Okay,
0: all right. Yeah. That doesn't interest me as much, but sure, we'll go with I'll it. Very Morgan good. Morgan Freeman. Very good. <laughs> Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Get there today, or speak now, or forever hold your pee. Today is your final day to get up to $2,000 in pre-registration bonuses. You can't pre-register after tomorrow because everything starts tomorrow. So do it today. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Thanks today to Dan Wilcox. Thanks also to Daba Fafana. Thanks to Patrick Stevens, to Joe Serpico. We'll get all of it up in the Greatest Hits section of the tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. That was kind of... That was... There we go. Uh, Tomorrow on the program, we'll do picks because we're not going to be here on Thursday. We're we're, We're done after tomorrow. We're taking the rest of the week off. Um... Also tomorrow, I guess Drew will join us. I believe Sean Merriman is going to join us tomorrow. Of course, Mr. Lights Out himself as uh, he'll be back in town this weekend uh, collecting coats again at the Maryland football game. So I believe we will chat with uh, Sean Merriman tomorrow and maybe we'll preview the Jaguars as well. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners including the Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costa Sin, Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great 8's Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Micah at Micah.com Ernest on Instagram. Thanks to Griffin. Griffin underscore Bass. Thank. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glen Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go Towson or Coppin. Uh, go UMBC. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. When we come back in, it'll be simply the bets. Welcome. Are we, are we good? Should I start? You're just supposed to like point or something. Like give me some sort of signal that the show has began. Yeah, I would prefer something. A little little showmanship. Give me like a twirl if you don't mind. Like something that really makes me know. There we go. Micah's got it. Micah understands what I'm looking for. Simply the Bets brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Uh, we got a lot to do. In just a second, Aaron Oster from uh, VEASAN out in Vegas, and then later on in the program, we will head to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, where we will catch up with our guy, Leon Twyman, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook. So we got a lot to do. It is mobile betting becomes legal officially tomorrow. We got a little tease of it yesterday in the state of Maryland but it becomes legal officially tomorrow, and it will be fully incorporated with the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, so you can make deposits there for your FanDuel account. You can get your winnings. I won $180 yesterday. I could today go down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, despite the fact that mobile betting today is not legal. I could go get my $180 right now at the window at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. Let's head out to Vegas. Our guy with the five L's—he's Aaron Oster from Veasan. For the final time, Aaron Oster from Veasan joins us. That's true. I'll tell you more about it in a second. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. How was, uh, uh, hang on, Aaron. I apologize. We have a bit of a connection issue that we're going to try to get sorted out, and then uh, we'll go right back to our buddy Aaron Oster. Let's see if that worked. Aaron, how do you? How do we? Do you, do you hear me?
11: I, I can hear you. Can Wonderful, you hear I hear you just fine. Excellent. How, how are you? How, how was yesterday in your first tease of mobile betting?
0: Um, I was utterly reckless yesterday, but it worked out. Um, like the one that I felt the strongest about that I had uh, told everybody on the uh, Fanduel or the Live Casino and Hotel Maryland social pages was playing, uh, and I think I told you about it last week. The double chance of the USA winner draw parlayed with under two and a half goals, so I hit there that we go. quite nicely. But then I did the bit that, admittedly, I'm I'm worried about – I don't have enough time to be very worried about it, but yesterday it was more just I was – I kind of stopped working for a little while so I could watch the soccer match, and then during the soccer match I started just randomly betting on any college basketball game that was going on. I just – I I knew yep. nothing. It doesn't matter. Oh, Cal State Northridge is playing Tennessee Tech. Cool. I'm definitely throwing 50 bucks on that. I don't know anything about these teams, but I'm going to bet on it. Um there was a little bit of that going on for me yesterday, so it could have been a better day. I made about 180 bucks. It could have been a better day if I had just stuck with the things that I actually knew a little bit about yesterday,
11: and then just having it on your phone, complete game changer. It really,
0: it really is. Uh, desa- I, I've already had a couple people tell me they are already deleting the app. <laughs> like
11: they have, <laughs> it took them
0: one day yep. to realize that they needed to go ahead and delete the app. It's I
11: understand. Hey, it- Hey, and that that's good to, to recognize right off the bat. Yep,
0: say this is not going to go well for me. Thursday is a bad day for this. It's another day where you have time, right? It's another day where you're <laughs> going to be over at your aunt's house at some point on Thursday, mm-hmm. sitting in front of the TV trying to avoid the conversation that's going on in the dining room, and you're just going to say to yourself, Welp, let me whip out that old app, and I will start betting on the Orlando basketball tournament. I don't even know who's playing in it. Don't care. I'm going to bet on it. That's the way it's going to go. T- Tunisia taking on Algeria in the World Cup. I'll bet on <laughs> that's the way that it goes. So, yeah, it was a, it was a fun day. It was a fun day. Um, as I said, sadly, this is our final time speaking with Aaron Oster from VEASAN, which I'm, I'm very, you know, it, it breaks my heart that this is the last time we'll speak to VEASAN's Aaron Oster, but um, you have to confirm, this is the last time you and I are going to have this conversation, you being Aaron Oster yeah, it- from VEASAN.
11: Exactly. However, in good news, Aaron Oster from somewhere else will be joining ah, the next week.
0: Ah, uh, that is true. Uh, Aaron uh, yeah. uh, publicly said on Twitter yesterday that he is departing uh, Veasan, moving on to greener pastures. I don't know what those greener pastures might be. I, for for selfish reasons, I have a lot of things that I hope it is because I can try to take advantage of it to get free things. So I'm per, first of all, Aaron. I hope. That this is the moment that, like, you're going to go on tour with Wheatus and I can go on all the shows all over the country. I hope that's that, would be where, wonderful. that would be wonderful. Maybe this is the moment where you're breaking off from VEASAN, and you are going to finally make the long-awaited sequel to the film Loser, starring uh, Jason Biggs. I hope that these are the things that you're looking to do. Can you confirm or deny any of those, perhaps, rumors that are out there in the streets? I cannot confirm nor deny them. Son of a bitch. I'll have to wait. Well, next Tuesday, we will chat with Aaron Oster from somewhere else, from parts unknown, is where we'll be chatting with Aaron Oster from. Uh, mixed bag last week for Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the Ravens-Panthers under by a bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit on that one. Uh, got uh, of course, he, he tried telling you, do not, and, and a few of us were idiots and we decided to bite anyway. Uh, just barely made it on his loser bet, which was the Vikings at plus one and a half against the Cowboys. Yeah, they just, they <laughs> just missed out on a the cover there, the Vikings, did. Just missed. However, um, the, uh, the pairing of Justin Fields at 100 plus yards rushing and one or yeah. more touchdowns came up 15 yards short.
11: And, stupid injury.
0: And boy, um, you nearly you nearly didn't even get an Eagles outright win on <laughs> no, Sunday, I did not. missing on the love bet. Uh, now, you did, as we pointed out before, uh, you had the Sandy Alcantara. or Al- Is it Alcantara or Alcantra? I don't ever remember. It's Alcantara, correct?
9: I, I've heard
11: it both, but I've, I've, the, the Marlins official bet is Alcantara. Right. So I've been going with the that. The Sandy Alcantara
0: winning the Cy Young Award, that was a long shot that paid off big time some time ago. Um, and some things that maybe are coming into shape a little bit that Griffin pointed out this mm-hmm. week. Uh, you did have a long-term Caleb Williams as the Heisman winner back in yes, I May. Did. And that one's starting to look pretty good as I at, for a moment Caleb Williams actually was the front runner. I guess apparently the most recent odds have changed that again in CJ Stroud is the slight...
11: Which, fight. by the way, I, I also gave out, so looking good... Oh, if you oh, oh yeah, team, you just, yeah. Now
0: wait a second. Now you're just covering all your base.
11: <laughs> hey, that, that's how you hit your you, bets. <laughs> but, it, well, yes, but you're also
0: going to lose one of them. Aaron.
11: <laughs> you sure, but if you play it them. correctly, you make lots of money no I, matter what. I understand
0: that. Uh, he had a Utah over 8.5 wins. Um, they sit at 8-3 and three as they go to Colorado, and Colorado's terrible, so that looks pretty good. Yes. Uh, he had Air Force over eight and a half wins. They only need one more. Now, this one's going to be a bit trickier as they got to go to San Diego State to try to get it. Yeah. Uh, had Kansas State to win the Big 12, and they might have a chance to do that. If they beat Kansas, <laughs> they'll, <Amazing. laughs> they'll play TCU for the uh, Big 12 title. Also had UCF to win the American Nearly Navy nearly uh, took a dagger to that. But, but... UCF could still get into the uh, American Championship game. They just need a bunch of things to go right in order for that to happen. So uh, some things that are still on the table as far as college football is concerned that we will monitor over the next couple of weeks. Let's get into this week's five L's. A local, a long-term, a long shot, a loser, and a lovable bet for Aaron. We begin locally. What do you like?
11: Um, so I don't know. You'll need to tell me this one because I was looking on FanDuel, and because I FanDuel t- jurisdiction I, is in new jersey oh. i could not find the maryland game there huh what what oh you're it, saying that
0: you can't bet merit that they because they're in new jersey because they're not of rutgers. To put rutgers yeah. games on the book is what you're saying so
11: you will yeah so i and i even looked at other jurisdictions and i did not see that game anywhere so you'll have to tell me if that's up there uh I, w- if I, if I will check if it's because this line is different depending on the book. At 14, I don't mind it. At 14 and a half, I'm not playing it. So I, I'm throwing it out there as a lean. I lean Maryland against Rutgers. Uh, my actual local play will be on the Ravens Jaguars game. For some and reason, all gonna...
0: of, why are, every college yeah. football game, I, I guess because we're in Maryland now and because technically today you're not you're allowed to Mar- bet. Yeah. Um, so everything's locked? Everything's locked for me. So I, I can't, okay. look, I apologize. I can't look at anything today. I'm so sorry. Okay,
11: no, it's it's quite all right. But um, so so I'm just I'm throwing that out there that at 14, I don't mind playing Maryland. If it goes down to 13 and a half, I really like uh, Maryland in that one. So it's something to look for as a lean there. Okay. Um, but in in the Jaguars Ravens game, I'm I'm going back to the well, and and this is tough again just because of all the injuries, and you don't know exactly you know who's going to end up playing on Sunday. But this is a, a total that opened higher. Uh, Around forty-six and it's already bet down to forty-three and a half. Um, you know, this obviously comes down to who's healthy for the Ravens. So, while well, I think last week's game was an extreme, I do think that we're going to see a, a slower-paced game from both teams, and then something similar. Jackson's Jacksonville's offense still in the bottom half of the league. They're a team that's uh, six and four to the under. Meanwhile, the Ravens are now seven and three to the under. Put that all together, I think forty-three and a half is. Uh, not a safe bet to the under but a pretty fair bet. i, to the I under. almost
0: start to worry about reverse lock here like i almost get sure. into that territory where it's like how h- how is this game going over 43 and a half like it seems so obvious to me that i start to get nervous about a reverse lock situation on this one i tend to agree with you of course i've continued to make the exact same bet on every ravens game for the last few weeks <laughs> and it it continues to be a big winner for me, so I'm I'm gonna I, I don't think I'm gonna abandon it yet. It's of course the uh, the parlay of uh, Ravens scoring first and winning outright has been a big winner okay. for me. Big big winner. They have scored first in nine of ten games this season, and they've won seven of ten games outright. So it's been a it's been very profitable for me this season to stick
11: with that parlay all season long. I like it. Yeah, That's a good little nugget. I'll have to yeah. remember that one.
0: Yeah, maybe you should file that one away. Maybe your boy knows a thing or two about a thing or two every now and then. All right, give me your uh, long-term. Give me the futures bet that you're looking at.
11: Uh, this was a play I actually liked uh, better before yesterday when the line dropped. But, um, you know, I think the 49ers, as the NFC, you know, really we starts to get a picture of who the teams in the NFC are. I-, I think you can make a strong case right now that the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Right now the odds are plus 350, and like I said, unfortunately last week could have gotten that at a better number, so value has gone away, but I don't think it's, it's diminished entirely. And here's a, a, uh, something I saw that really struck me, and that's uh, based on uh, an odds maker here in Vegas. The 49ers would be favored on a neutral field over any other team in the NFC. They'd be favored over the the Eagles, the
7: Eagles, they'd the be Vikings, favored the over Cowboys. the Vikings. They'd
11: be c- Cowboys, Buccaneers, anybody else. And that oddsmaker went as far to say as Philly is the only one where he'd even consider making the other team a favorite on their home field. Right. So whether they're going to Vikings, whether they're going to Dallas, whether they're going to wherever, except for Philly, the 49ers would be a favorite in that game. So if you're taking all that into account, and I'm going to assume that they are going to end up being the three, it's, it's an a assum- big assumption, very very much so, but I'm going to work under that and won't have to face the Eagles until the NFC Championship game. I think there is value there still at plus 350 to
0: win the NFC. I... I, I think you're right about that part of it. I still get a little bit nervous about how far like we're going fawning over the 49ers, a team mm-hmm. whose best win on the season is the Seahawks in week two, right? Like, yeah. I I'm not I'm not telling anybody that they're wrong about the 49ers necessarily, but I don't know, man. Like that they beat the Chargers, okay? Kind of everybody beats the Chargers, right? And like they weren't they weren't all that impressive in their win over the Chargers. I don't know. I, I'm i in a weird place where I get it. I understand why a lot of it has to do with the fact that we don't have so much faith in these team, other teams in the NFC. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like if the Cowboys hadn't lost to the Packers the way that they did, then we would probably acknowledge the Cowboys as being the favorites in the NFC, and I'm more inclined to lean that way. as well. I, I think you're the, what you're saying about the odds and, and the value – it absolutely worth the play. I I don't like acknowledging it, but I still think that the Cowboys, because of what they did on Sunday, to me, are the team that at the moment I would say is actually the team to beat in the NFC. But it I get it. It's it's very open in the NFC. It's wide mm-hmm. open, so I get the value.
11: Cowboys are plus four eighty right now, so if you do like that, especially yeah. you know, in a game where on prime time you think they're really going to, you know, put it to the Giants. This might be a good time to get in on the Cowboys feel yeah, that way. Yeah, they
0: suddenly, they would. Obviously, that number would move significantly if it goes that way. You're not, you're not wrong about that. All right, your long shot. Give me the, uh, the underdog or the long odds that you like for the week.
11: Um, you know, I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a turkey day long shot here. And, unfortunately, I can't give you one of those uh, parlays, which didn't hit last week, hit the week before, just because none of the ones that are being offered are all that great. But I am gonna dip into the props here. There are props available for two of the three uh Thanksgiving Day, I assume that the Lions Bills game will open back up or well they'll put the prop menu out later today. But um when I'm looking for this and, and we never really uh said exactly what a you know, a, a short term long shot would entail. Mm-hmm. Kinda in my head, I, I kinda put it at about four to one or better. Um and I did find a four to one play that I think could absolutely come through, and that's uh If you look in the alternate receiving yards, Justin Jefferson to get 125 or more receiving yards against the Patriots, he's hit this number four times this season. While the Patriots defense,
0: yeah, that's the part, man.
11: Well, here's the thing: they've overall done well against receivers, though you have to look at who they've played against. They have not played very good quarterbacks, and overall, not played overall that number one receiver. When there has been that big number one receiver. You saw Tyreek Hill catch eight balls for 94 yards in week one. Garrett Wilson caught six balls for 115 yards in week eight. Now, obviously, that came back uh, yesterday, and didn't, Garrett Wilson didn't do that well. But I'll chalk that up to uh, the ball never coming near him because of whatever that is at quarterback for the New York Jets. So when you've had that number one receiver, the Patriots have struggled somewhat. And obviously, Justin Jefferson is going to be the toughest competition they've faced. So at 125 yards at plus 400, again, this is a long shot we're talking about. I don't completely hate that. And, look, if you want to get really crazy with it, if you think Justin Jefferson's going to go off because he's the entire Vikings offense and really the entire Vikings team this season, and you want to get really crazy, 150 yards is out there at plus 880.
0: I understand everything you're saying. I just, Jack Jones has been a monster this season. And and there, if there's one thing that Bill Belichick defenses do, it's we're taking something away, and you have to beat us some other way. And why would that not be Justin Jefferson, right? Like, if there's anything I trust, I don't know that they can win, and a lot of times they do right. this where they successfully take something away and then something else, they're hell-bent on doing that, and then teams use It might very well be that if they decide to do that, I believe that they can do it. But then they might get their ass kicked by Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen all day, right? Like right. I I I just everything we've known about Bill Belichick is we're taking something and we're making it so that that won't work. Now figure out what you're going to mm-hmm. do from there. And I would think, and I get it, Justin Jefferson. I think he should be the MVP conversation or at least should have been until I before.
11: absolutely agree.
0: Um like I am very enamored with Justin Jefferson, but I the Patriots scare me so much here, man. Oh, they scare <laughs> me. All right, we'll see. We will see. Aaron Oster is with us um, uh, from Vison out in Vegas. Let's get into it. Give me the one that you say do not, whether it's in the FanDuel Sportsbook, whether it's tomorrow when you can do it on your app, whether you're doing it from your app in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Don't <laughs> do this. It's a loser.
11: Well, I'm going to give you a World Cup play, and I wish I could give you a World Cup play as good as uh, no, Saudi Arabia winning get 25-1. to 1, My God. But, <laughs> right? That would have been a good long shot. Yeah, that
0: would have qualified.
11: <laughs> but um, I, I will give you this one. and This one actually is even, more, well, not even more of a loser, but uh, shorter odds than what I had before, and that's uh, France to win the World Cup. They're the third favorite right now at plus 750. And coming into today, I didn't even have France winning their group. Uh, that changed when Denmark uh, had the draw with the Tunisia. Tunisia right, yeah. but But I still think that overall my thought process was, France is banged up. France is getting overvalued here because they are the reigning uh, World Cup winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a team that on paper just doesn't look good, and, and it's hard to look at them compared to the other teams that they will face in elimination play and say that they're going to make it very far in elimination play. I would actually be a little surprised if they even made the semifinals. I certainly don't think they're winning. And as the third favorite, I think that line is wrong, and that, that's a bad thing to bet into right now. So do not play France to win the World Cup
0: at okay. fifty. Okay, I don't. I don't have a problem. You know what's funny is I still don't have a great feel for who's winning this World Cup. Like,
11: oh, I don't either. <laughs> I, I
0: I have no like I get why it, like I feel like I Brazil is almost the default answer, right? Like, of course sure. they're the favorites, and everybody's just sort of like, yeah, they're Brazil. Like, I'll just go with them. I just have no real feel for who's going to end up winning this World Cup. Um, you know, England look really good, right? Like. I know, I know that the competition wasn't much, but maybe there's something that – I don't know, man. I, I am struggling with who's winning the World Cup. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's good. And then give me the one that you love, the one that you say take, take your FanDuel app to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel <coughs> so that you can make this bet in multiple different ways because I love it. It's definitely
11: hitting. I like this. Play it in cash and then play it on the app. Yeah, man. That way it feels like two winners instead of one. That's what I Genius. like doing.
0: I had uh, I had uh, the Bulls-Celtics game last night, and I put a good bid on it, and then I was like,
11: what am I doing? I'm going to
0: put more on
11: it. That's how I want to win this <laughs> twice. Hey, and and I think that does count as winning it twice. Two bets is two winners. Correct. That's how it works. And you actually uh, alluded to what my play is going to be this time, and that's uh, – Kansas State, minus 11.5 over Kansas. You know, this Kansas State team, as you said, has a chance to make the Big 12 championship game. They're not pulling any punches today. You're not going to see them ease off the brakes at all. And I think this Kansas team has been still a little bit overrated after their hot start at the beginning of the year. They're now in the 1-5 stretch, and they're getting beat down by any decent competition they're facing. I think this number really should be uh, at least 14. So uh, give me Kansas State, minus the 11.5.
0: I like it. I actually like that one as well. All right, very good. Uh, one final time, what's coming up with the VEASAN this week?
11: Yep, even though I will not be at uh, VEASAN, you should still check them out. They still have great product. And as you continue to uh, open yourselves up to the apps, you might need this instant uh, finding these picks, finding everything else you want to play, and VEASAN is a great source to do that. Check that out. Check out all of the shows. Check out VEASAN.com. You can find our picks. You can find our college basketball guide, our World Cup guide, everything else we have there. And we're about to start a bets-giving competition amongst all the shows this week, so you'll get to see all the picks from all the shows. So They compete against each other to try to take cool. home the bets-giving belt. Ooh. So something that if you're uh, hanging around looking to make bets as you're trying to avoid family... All the bet, all the uh, plays will be shown on decent.com. So go check that out.
0: All right, very good. Um, I when when next week when you are the personal assistant to Ron R. Truth Killings, I'm going to need you to understand that I will I will need him in studio for the entire week uh, at some point in 2023. All right, if you once once you take over that new role in your life next week. Yep. Thank I'll, you. So I
11: will make sure to try to pencil that down. Thank you, my friend.
0: At the A. Oster on Twitter, Aaron Oster. Happy Thanksgiving, bud. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.
11: Happy Thanksgiving everybody. It's
0: Aaron Oster checking in with us from out in Vegas. When we come back in, we head to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland for our guy Leon Twyman. This is Simply the Bats. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See Restaurant
1: for details. UMBC Basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, and tickets are available now at UMBCRetrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Coppin State on November 30th and Morgan State on December 10th, while the women square off with American on December 18th. Experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at UMBCRetrievers.com.
0: United States citizen possess a valid driver's license and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent the Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer
5: make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas only models a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today
4: the latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition
5: tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash pressbox sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face yeah we are in the FanDuel Sportsbook
0: no we're not what are we doing what am I saying we're not in the FanDuel Sportsbook this is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at live casino and hotel it's simply the bets Man, my brain, it's, I don't know how many, it's been about three years and I've been nervous about it because sometimes it just, like, it's over here and then I'm over here. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I should try to get over. You're slipping a little bit. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) It's very, very concerning. I was trying to say that the show is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, or that we're headed to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. But no, we are not in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Hotel Maryland, although I would rather be there, and I look forward to getting back there. That's where our friend Leon Twyman is. He is, of course, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. What's going on, Leon? How are you, man? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Everything is good, my dude. Um, all right, let's cover a couple of things. One, uh, holiday week, hours, like, can people still go in? There's a huge football day on Thursday. Are you guys open normal hours on Thursday?
12: Uh, yes, we are open up normal hours Thursday, so we'll be open from um, eleven. I'm sorry, we we'll open from 11 a.m.
0: until midnight. 11 a.m. until midnight. So very normal hours for Thursday. You want to get in, you want to get away from your family after a little while, and who could blame you? The best place to be would be the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. The other thing that we've talked about a couple times is the World Cup. There was a 5 a.m. match this morning that is one of the biggest shockers in all of sports history. And you were able to watch it in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, correct?
12: That is correct. We do have those games up overnight.
0: Every, No matter what time of the day it is, of course, normal hours, the FanDuel Sportsbook is open, but even the two matches, so 5 a.m., 8 a.m. matches every day, even before the Sportsbook is open, you can hang out, watch them, and as always, the uh, self-service kiosks are available for you to get your bets in and of course, starting tomorrow, you can also do it through the FanDuel app. And so let's cover that one more time uh, as well, Leon, because we had the soft launch yesterday. I, uh, I had a nice little day. I took advantage of that. I was maybe being a little bit reckless because it was like, I I don't know. Yesterday felt like I was cheating a little bit. I I, th- I felt like I was a rebel because I was doing it before it was legal necessarily. So I was really, <laughs> I was being a bit reckless with it. I'm like, you know, there's some random basketball game happening in San Jose, California. I'll bet on it. Um.
12: Yeah, I think that's what uh, we're going to see a lot of. That
0: honestly. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I think Thursday a big day for that. You're you're again. You're hanging out with your family after about twenty minutes. You realize you don't want to be a part of their conversation. So you just sort of sneak off into the living room, sit in front of the TV, and you start putting in all kinds of bets. I think that'll be a big day. Um. But give me the rundown again of exactly how you guys have fully incorporated for tomorrow when everything launches mobile betting with the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel.
12: So we actually have Cash At Counter Live um, that started yesterday and it's officially live. So uh regardless of, you know, yesterday and today's times for the soft launch, um, you can actually go ahead and you can now deposit or withdrawal from your Fandle
0: app. So you're saying so, I for example, I won a hundred and eighty dollars and thirty one cents yesterday.
12: That um, is hard, yeah. On top you can
0: of that from us. I deposited five hundred, I won a hundred and eighty dollars and oh, sorry, twenty cents. I don't wanna I don't want to oversell. hundred and eighty one dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> you're saying I could walk up to the window and say, I would like all of my six hundred and eighty one dollars and twenty cents that are available in my account. Yes.
12: You can do that. Well, the the thing is first you have to request it
0: from right, your right.
12: actual phone.
0: Okay. So, so from the app.
12: When you go to the app, you're yep. gonna to go to your your account and you're gonna select withdrawal. Uh-huh. And it's gonna give you options cash of Cash
0: account, Accounter, I see whatever. it.
12: Whatever. Yep, you'll have cash counter. Select cash counter. go to Maryland Live, and you're able to send that over to us for us to actually withdraw it for us. Now the catcher is your very first withdrawal will take up to forty-eight hours to okay. be able to process. So that's for everyone. Your your very first withdrawal. After that, it's usually about an hour.
0: Okay, very good.
12: And it's ready for pickup.
0: Very good. Um, I,
12: now, if you are winning something large, because I know you're you're quite the baller when it comes to uh, yeah, sports
0: <laughs> yeah. I've had, I've had a good few weeks It's uh, If you guys are following live Casino and Hotel Maryland on uh, Social it has been a good Fall for your boy for the most part On the, uh, the the ones that I've prioritized Anyway the problem Leon is that I I do make a lot of other bets <laughs> Like those are the ones that I'm very confident In like so confident I'm willing to put my name Behind them and they've worked out really well for me And then there's the times where I literally Just get bored and I look at like a Greek basketball game, and I just say, you know what? I got a funny feeling about old Olympiacos. I am gonna, think I'm going <laughs> to throw a couple of bucks that way. And then afterwards, I'm like, why the hell did I do that? <laughs> what, in the, what is that? Just stick with the things that you know, man. You'll be all right. You know, uh,
12: that's the one off course. You never know.
0: All right, so as far as the book this week, you had the Ravens fail to cover, but you had the Cowboys cover significantly how did the totality of the weekend go for the book?
12: Uh, we actually did really well um you know, and it, I did well myself, you know, as you just said about Dallas, I did well myself <laughs> but the book also did very well
0: what what was the big win for the book this week?
12: uh we had we had a thirty thousand dollar wager lose um, that was actually on the eagles to cover
7: ooh uh,
12: so that was that was a bummer um and then we had another i think it was 20,000 on the chiefs um yep Who- that was another one that that actually was in favor of the book as well so
0: yep yeah, that helps. Definitely
12: a good weekend for us.
0: Yeah, fifty thousand dollars and just just uh, donations goes a long yeah. <laughs> way to a good weekend for the book. Leon Twyman is with us here on Simply the Bets. Um, anyone who did have a particularly significant victory over the weekend?
12: You know, actually, <laughs> don't I don't recall any large payouts over the weekend.
0: Hmm. Mm.
12: So, so we we did well. Um, you know, our, our numbers for the month are looking great
0: right now. Well, you know, that means it's time for everybody to get in there and go take Live Casino and Hotels money back. Go take the FanDuel yes. Sportsbook money's back. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. In, in order to enjoy it yourself is what it smells like to me. Um, you know, we're in that kind of wild type of the year where like there's college basketball at all hours of the day. The World Cup is going on. I know that football and the NBA have typically been the like the biggest drivers, but are you seeing a lot of action on the World Cup and on side sort of the crazy part of the college basketball season?
12: Oh yeah, we're definitely taking taking a lot of action um World Cup yesterday. We actually had a very big crowd in sports and social. It doesn't surprise me. Because yeah. it, was, it was middle of the day. Um you know, on on a Monday. So, I'm thinking everybody should be at work, but we were we were pretty crowded and when usa scored that first goal i mean everyone went nuts
0: i'm so glad you bring that up leon because i keep trying to explain this to people even as mobile betting comes into the state of maryland and we're excited about it but you can't replace the atmosphere of the sports book and the world cup is the perfect event for that not just because it's in cutter and my god who would want to be in cutter but like there's very few people that are able to travel to any World Cup, you know, besides the one that's going to be here in the States in a few years. Like, it's very difficult. And so you have a lot of like-minded fans that can't go to the games, that are all rooting for something. Unlike on a football Sunday where you might have pockets of Washington fans and Dallas fans and Philly fans and, of course, lots of Ravens fans. Everybody's rooting for the same thing during a USA match. Like, this Friday, oh, my God, with everybody off work, it might... You might want to go ahead and start emailing events at sportssocialmd.com right now if you're planning on going in there on Friday for the USA-England match because, holy crap, it could be utterly bonkers in there. But, oh,
12: it's going to be insane in there. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely insane.
0: But I, what you're talking about is so important to me, which is if you haven't experienced big events in the book and everybody living and dying not only with what they're rooting for but also what they're betting on, like th- there is nothing that is quite like it. You can't replicate that. Hanging out at home and betting on your app. You have to experience that in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay,
12: yeah, there, there's no other way to experience it. I, I actually ran into someone yesterday, said it was his first time in. He was with a couple friends. And he was just in absolute awe about our fog machines and strobe lights, you know, yeah. that we had going on after the the goal was scored with USA. So he was just overly excited. He said he so glad he took the trip because he wasn't planning on stopping he's not from the area and he wasn't playing on here his buddy talked him into it and he said it was the best thing he's ever done
0: i talk about it you know we've done a bunch of events with you guys but like that that tampa uh, rams playoff game where there's nobody you don't know anyone who's a tampa or a rams fan in this area you you don't know anyone and yet it was a elec- as electric in the sports book that day as like almost any sporting event I've ever attended, and it didn't even involve an ounce of fandom. Like, that's the crazy part to me.
12: It gets wild in here. I love it. I love the atmosphere.
0: It's cool, man. It's really cool. Even as you're able to bet on your phone, you got to be able to experience that. you got to get into the FanDuel Sportsbook. Anything else that we should be monitoring, we should be thinking about this week as far as the, the book is concerned?
12: So, like I said, we're going to be launching uh, tomorrow with the mobile, hopefully. As long as it gets approved, it should be tomorrow launch. Um, After that, again, just come in and enjoy the games. Uh, We still have our 61 kiosks if you don't want to use your phone. We still have our 20 bet pads if you don't want to use your phone, 10 windows. But if you do want to utilize your phone for whatever reason and you don't want to link your banking account or PayPal or anything, just bring cash and we will help you out with loading up those funds on your app.
0: It's so funny, by the way, because I've already had a few people after yesterday's soft launch say, I'm deleting the app. So those might be the people that you're talking about are the people that don't want to be too reckless on a day to day basis. So they want to make sure they keep the app off of their phone, but still want to have the ability to go in and enjoy a day or two of betting every now and then. Just trying to be, you know, bet responsibly, as we say, um, and, and not ruin their lives in the process. So if you're one of those people that's like, Nope, the app is bad news for me, I can't put it on my phone, no problem. You can still go down and bet in all the other ways in the FanDuel Sportsbook when you're ready to spend, you know, a little bit of money and bet responsibly in the coming weeks. Uh, exactly. That's all we. That's all we encourage is yep. responsible betting. No question, man. Hey, Leon, uh, appreciate you, brother. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming you got to work during the weekend, but I hope you're able to spend some time uh, having a very happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Uh, we will talk again next Tuesday. Thank you as always, sir.
12: All right. Thank you. Enjoy your Thanksgiving as well. Thanks, buddy.
0: Leon Twyman with us here on Simply the Bets from the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Seriously, though, if you were thinking about it for Friday, like you got the day off, you got nothing to do in the afternoon, it's an amazing atmosphere for watching a match, for watching any big game. But I would email events at sportssocialmd.com now because it will be bonkers in the book on Friday. I mean, it will be bedlam. You think yesterday was crazy? It was a work day. Friday and a work day for most people. I would go ahead and email events at sportssocialmd.com and make sure you get your spot reserved. Whether you want a reclining chair, a table for you and a group of friends, whatever it is that you're looking for, email them. Get it squared away now. That's the way you go about doing it. How's that soccer match going? Still nil-nil? Still nil-nil. PK save for Mexico. Wow. Mexico is looking aggressive right now i always feel like we diminish mexico right up until the world cup like remember the year they only qualified for the world cup because the u.s scored a goal in stoppage time in the final qualifier like mexico was dreadful and i'm pretty sure they ended up having a better world cup than the u.s did like it's just i I don't know what it is i just feel like mexico always when you get to the world cup they uh they show up and they start playing
2: yeah right now they're dominating possession 62 38 passes 310 to 150 uh Three times as many crosses, half as many fouls.
0: Yep. Yep. That's what I, th- I just feel oh. like that's what they do in the World Cup. Shots are 11 to 2. So we, we did the bit for our draw, and then we'll get the tidbit. Um, we did the bit for our World Cup charity draws where we took the top 16 favorites, according to FanDuel, and we put them in one pile, and we took the bottom 16 and put them in the other pile. And what we did is we drew one number for you, and you got the corresponding seed. So one to 16 all the top 16 favorites brazil being number one so if you got brazil you also got the last team in the second group so if you drew the number one and you got brazil you got the last team the way we're playing playing it out is 25 points for a champion uh 20 points for the finalist 15 points for semi finalists, and 12 points for a quarter finalist because we don't want it to just be that the champion is the like there, there is some sort of path for you to win, even if you don't have the champion, like if somehow you've got a semifinalist and a quarterfinalist, the other person only has the champion, then you could win, right? Like that was the idea of how we came up with the strategy for the points. I was later, I realized I probably should have made it 13 points for a quarterfinalist. You could have two quarterfinalists because that's more likely than a quarterfinalist, semifinalist, whatever we did what we did. The point being, as I was looking at the bottom 16 teams, like who could still draw a bottom 16 team and have a chance at getting some points. Mexico was absolutely at the top of the list for me. I was like, dude, I get it. You don't want one of the bottom teams. Like, you're not going to feel good about it. But who has a chance somehow of getting to the quarterfinals from being a bottom 16 favorite and getting you some points? Mexico uh, was the team. They were the number one seed of the second group. So the team, if you drew the number 16, you got Wales and Mexico. I don't know that either one of them has a shot at the semifinals. So, like, I don't think you're going to be able to out... Like even if both made the quarterfinals, you'd end up a point short of whoever had the champion. But if somehow, some way, you know, like if one of them just happened to sneak through the semifinals, you'd have
1: a shot. All right, uh, tidbet, what you got for us? All right, uh, someone hit a no, uh, a, a tie no bet uh, live on uh, Saudi Arabia this morning when uh, right after they like went up, I think, and uh, so they put a hundred dollars on it. It was plus twenty six hundred. Yeah. So they made a quick quick twenty seven hundred this morning. Not bad. Not a bad way to spend uh, spend a, a, yeah. a five a.m. <laughs> uh, it was even earlier because I think uh, it was a central it was a central time zone. What screenshots were from? Um, what, are you, what are you doing?
0: Waking up at four a.m. for the Saudi Arabia, Argentina soccer match. Like who I are don't we? Don't
1: know. Uh, <laughs> uh, two touchdown parlays. They're still a thing. Uh, someone had Amari Cooper, Najee Harris, and Travis Kelsey. It was nine hundred. 56 to 1 so they put $20 on it and won 19k there was a cash out after kelsey's first touchdown of 5k oh, and your boy would have i mean in a uh, in a, travis kelsey
0: with though. the quickness with the quickness your boy would have taken that
1: <laughs> uh someone had a seven leg like champions parlay like sent that's dating back to like april they had kansas winning the uh the uh uh college basketball Oh, okay. Uh, March Madness, yeah. and then um, they also have the Warriors. We call it and the NCAA else. tournament. Yes, the NCAA tournament, it, yes. of course. Yes, and they put twenty six dollars on that. Uh, we're in the
0: FanDuel sportsbook yeah. at Live Casino and Hotel.
1: That's what's going on. Um, and it's got to be your bull.
0: <laughs> they're
1: okay, and they're, Uh, so the World Cup winner is France. Mm. If it hit, if France wins, they win five hundred fifty seven. Well, what's their cash out? Actually? Their cash out is eighty one. Oh my God! Take it, my.
0: God, what are you? That's what everyone's doing? saying.
1: Everyone's saying you have to take this. Like, I guess
0: yeah. the, you, you're comfortable that France is going to get into the knockout round, so like you wait until then in order to to cash out. But my God, man! Because they just
1: lost, didn't they? Just lose like Benzema. And- yeah, yes. they just lost and Benzema. So what Aaron so. was just
0: talking about, why, yeah. it, why it was his loser.
1: Um and then uh someone had a five leg parlay from over the weekend with some random stuff. They had Andre Rublev, whoever he was playing in in the, the finals, in oh. the ATP tour finals. Sure. Yeah. Um they had Porzingis uh <laughs> have I'm a double of, double in the Wizards.
0: Why did, he didn't make the final. Whatever,
1: good, keep going. Um and the Wizards to win. Well they happened to win a match. Um and then they had like Brooke Lopez do the same thing, have a double double and and uh the Bucks to win. And then they had Miles Turner uh, to have 18 points in the Pacers to win, which was the final leg after everything else had hit. They put 83 dollars on this to win 23k. What a random number, that yes, is. $83. yeah, 83 dollars. And uh, and so it looked. Uh, ter- Miles Turner had 17 points with 10 seconds left. Oh. The Pacers were up by uh, seven, and then he had a free throw in the final 10 seconds. You missed it. Oh, my God. You missed it. Oh, my God.
0: What do you think the cash-out would have been, to at that point? Well, here's the problem. is At some point, they stop offering <laughs> right, cash-outs. Right. So yesterday, for example, I was trying to tell the store earlier of how I was rooting to get a, a good cash-out offer so I could root for the U.S. to score. And when it got to stoppage time, they cut off cash-outs. Mm-hmm. So I kept waiting for a better cash-out offer. I'm like, if I get a little bit closer to stoppage time, then... I'll I'll take the cash out and then I'll root like hell for the U.S. to score a goal and then as soon as it got to stoppage time they cut off cash outs and I was like
2: <sighs> I feel like I feel like you enjoy the cash out
0: more than like oh my god w- than winning more than hitting a bet oh my god the cash every out. time Griffin says something I'm so like, excited about a oh, cash out I wonder out. what the cash out yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> I've got, I feel like I've gotten over on somebody in the process like I didn't even win and I still got your money.
3: God, Gotta imagine the cash, cash out. <laughs> cash outs are everything.
0: Because if you win it, you could lose. I don't know if you have heard. <laughs> you might lose the cash out. You can win despite losing. It's stealing.
1: <laughs> That's what I love about it. Love uh, someone outs. went six for six on the on the uh, MLB award parlay on it, like on an MLB <laughs> okay. award parlay. All right. Um, you know, I had Julio, Michael Harris, Sandy. Uh, so Verlander. they did everything but
0: the, but the managers.
1: Uh, yeah, they did everything with the manager. Okay. They had all the player awards rights. Yeah, because um, I feel like
0: Terry Francona would not have been an easy one to to get. That was yeah. still the weirdest of them all.
1: Um it must have been around the also break when they placed it, because Aaron Judge was minus one ten when they got him. Jeez. And so they got they went six for six, fifteen dollars, won twenty six K. Not bad. Very good.
0: I can't wait out those types of bets though, man. I can't do it. Like I there's just no way.
1: Uh someone had a they nah, put all, $7. all I can think
0: about is how much they could have cashed out for.
1: <laughs> all I can think about. Imagine if they cashed out four. (laughs) God, Uh, that would have been (laughs) $4,000. They could have had it in September. Well, I got one more cash out one for you. Someone had a 19-leg parlay from over the weekend. They had a bunch of college games, basketball, football. um, Had a couple 1 o'clock football games, like Marcus Mariota scoring a touchdown. Daniel Jones, anytime touchdown uh Eagles to win and and the under as well as the Ravens to win in the under and they they went seventeen for seventeen damn their two legs left were t j Hawkinson to score a touchdown and then Gerald everett to score a touchdown yeah. um so those just those were the final two those this would so be two I would feel very strongly about. no you wouldn't uh they put seven dollars they would have won two hundred k um and they had a cash out right before those four yeah. o'clock, four o'clock games I'm excited now of six k and they took it nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They pains did not. me it pains me <laughs> god it would have felt like a
0: king <laughs> oh when that when the cash out dude that's the thing about mobile betting is like I get to see the cash out pop up live on the app and I'm like <gasps> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then like they're gonna, Babe, look. one of one of them it looked it came up and I was like wait that's less than that's no <laughs> <They're gonna> <laughs> that <laughs>
1: I was I was so ready to take it. <laughs> They're going to get your IP address and be like, "All oh right, let's God. just send Glenn the, just cheapest, start the cheapest yep, cash correct, out as soon they as, they as one day." It. They know
0: I'm such a mark <laughs> for cash out.
1: Save a little bit of money and Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, Thanks to Leon Twyman. Thanks to Aaron Oster. We will not have a Weekend at Bookies this week. Um, Believe it or not, we have other things going on on Thursday, so we're going to skip on it. We're just going to keep on the normal schedule, just skipping this week, so it will be two weeks from now when Weekend at Bookies returns. Uh, We will have another Simply the Bets. However, next Tuesday, enjoy your Thanksgiving. May the odds be ever in your favor.